Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM and Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250 and 930. You can find us online, pr927fm.com. And watch the show, be a part of the show over on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Also, you can send us your tweets uh, at PR927FM, at Tweeting Clip, at Chan PR927, at Tweeting Sheryls, at CJ Schaefer. All right, I got them all. Well done, me. Uh, And you can uh, follow our youtube facebook our social media accounts all weekend because ecu is at home that means we'll have a ton of pirate baseball coverage for you coming up this weekend as east carolina takes on cincinnati a three game set pirates coming off a couple of losses here one midweek to nc state and the series finale to Tulane. so need a good weekend this weekend we'll talk a little pirate baseball on today's show Talk about NFL draft on today's program and a whole lot more. Brian North joins us coming up in about three at about three twenty-five to get you ready for the sports weekend. Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com, will tell us what he thought and what the Panthers fans had to say about the Panthers' sixth overall pick as they stay in state. And uh, I think people are pleased. We'll talk to Chandler Honeycutt about that in just a moment. Uh, but Tony Dunn joins us at 4 o'clock. Morgan Aylers at 5 o'clock. As uh, we do have some more ECU basketball news, we're not quite at that uh, deadline to enter your name into the transfer portal where you can uh, get picked up and play immediately without a waiver. Uh, that deadline is May the 1st, and another Pirate uh, has entered the transfer portal in basketball. So we'll tell you about that. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joins us in the 5 o'clock hour, HV3. I don't think we'll be on a golf course uh, playing in a tournament until the PGA Championship in mid-May. So uh, he is not playing this weekend. That means I'm not watching this weekend, so I'll need Greeny to tell me what's going on. We'll do that in the 5 o'clock hour. Got that and more on the way on today's program. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer is here. Chandler Honeycutt is to my left, and... We go ahead and say I've got uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe some senioritis going on. I'm trying to boost myself up. I'm trying to fire myself up. I think as the show goes on, I'll pick up some steam, pick up momentum. But might need y'all to help me out and pick me up today. Bad news is I'm looking around. I think a lot of the folks here are like me today. Well, did that did the nap not help you that you took? Nah, not really. I'd ask my new quarterback to pick you up, but his hands might not fit around your head. Hey yo. It's that kind of sports humor that will help me through this show, CJ. Well done. I thought he 
pick at me up? I don't know. We'll, we'll, no, no. we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, draft was last night, and one quarterback taken, and that was by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I will say, going into last night, CJ, the common thought was the Steelers were going to take a quarterback, right? Uh, I talked about it with Jeff Nadeau yesterday, and he said if the Panthers did not go QB at six, then the Steelers would be the first team and turns out the only team to take a quarterback. When the pick got to you, because I heard uh, after the pick there was a lot of Willis to Pittsburgh talk. So was that more the talk than Pickett, or were you thinking Pickett? What were you thinking? Pickett hasn't been brought up in uh, Pittsburgh, I guess, media in like a week or two now. It was, it was kind of like the thought process was we're zeroing in on Willis. So this kind of, I mean, obviously, clearly the front office had him in his mind the whole right. time. But this is uh, something that I think a lot of Steelers fans didn't expect, and I don't. I expected Willis when the pick got to us, and I saw that Willis. Willis uh, was still on the board, obviously. Uh, that's who I thought we were going with. I'm not mad at this pick. The way I looked at it when we took him, uh, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but there's a lot of people that are of the mindset that of the quarterbacks in this draft, Pickett is the most pro-ready right now. Might not have the highest ceiling, but he's yeah. got the highest floor right now. And the way I'm looking at it is Pittsburgh is looking to win right now still, so you're going to take the guy who – gives you the best chance to win right now because clearly it's not Trubisky. There will be, what, a quarterback competition this preseason? Yeah, there has to be. And he might not start week one, yeah. but I think he'll start soon after. We talked to Emory Hunt, uh, CBS Sports HQ, uh, football <clears throat> game plan, and this was last week, and he said this is a good quarterback draft. This is a good backup quarterback draft, which kind of – Sounds like an insult, but he was being sincere when he said that. And now when you only see one name taken in the first round, it sounds like the NFL scouts and teams feel that same way. That, yeah, you can get a, a Ritter, a Willis, a Corral, Sam Howe, but NFL teams, it looks like they don't view these guys at least as right-away starters. And isn't it weird that if you look back maybe – a month or so ago if you would have told somebody like somebody who's following the draft very closely if you would have told them look there's going to be one quarterback that goes in the first round and it's going to be kenny pickett he would have looked at you like you're crazy yeah yeah uh, and let's talk to someone who wanted a quarterback and didn't get one because only one team got one chandler honeycutt carolina panthers fan yeah you wanted malik willis yeah at number six he's still on the board still there problem is you don't have any picks tonight no and don't have a pick till i think 137 which is in the fourth round but i am very very pleased clip brock with the pick that the carolina panthers had last night Iki in kwan from nc state the charlotte native from the 704 went to providence day in high school so he is uh, a lot of ties a lot of connections there to the carolina panthers i read today that he was actually in the end zone seats for that smackdown against the Cardinals in the NFC Championship game oh, wow. uh, in 2016. So, a uh, pretty cool story there. But uh, He was wearing the 704 medallion on his chain last night. Yeah, it had his name, Iki, and then also, this, yeah, like you said, the 704 above that. So, that was uh, pretty pretty cool there. And uh, 
very shocking um, that all three of those left tackles were still there on the board. I mean, nothing that couldn't have worked out better for the Panthers, Scott Fitter, and Matt Rule. And I think they made the right choice. I think this is the best offensive lineman in the draft, uh, especially at left tackle. Uh, has a lot of athleticism. He has a lot of speed for how big he is. And trust me, Clip Brock, he is a huge human being. Why do you say my full name sometimes? I love to say Clip Brock. I don't. I don't like it for some reason. But uh, you know what? It's your prerogative okay i won't do it anymore thank you appreciate it uh but glad that we got this pick and uh, it kind of sets the offensive line and we'll talk about it with tony dunn coming up in the four o'clock hour um you'll have uh in kwan in i had a good job i did a good job of saying his name right now i can't do it um, but he'll be at the left tackle position. We expect Brady Christensen to go to the left guard. We have uh, Jonathan Bozeman, who was the center for the Ravens, who comes in, uh, the newest Panther uh, on the offensive line. He'll man and anchor the offensive line at center. Your right guard will be Austin Corbett, who we got from the Super Bowl champions, Los Angeles Rams. And then, of course, Taylor Moten, uh, one of our top picks from a few years ago. So is that Vitek. one or two returners that you just mentioned? That is two returners with Brady Christensen and Taylor Moten. Okay. So you'll have three new additions to that offensive line, and that is something that Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, and all the front office was focused on this offseason was getting a, and updating that offensive line for whoever's going to be uh, under center or behind center for the Carolina Panthers. Right now it looks like it could be Sam Darnold uh, for another year, but – um, trying to decide what we can do here in day two, which there is no activity for the Panthers in day two. Do we just go and ride with Sam Darnold for next year? Pretty much tank, you know, win two or three games, get a top three pick. You're looking to get Bryce two Young. Two or three games aren't that bad. Well, I mean, if you you're saying if you start the season with Sam Darnold, Christian McCaffrey, all this great O line you just talked about, you're going two games. No, well, uh, no. Well, I mean, well, 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 well. Donnie, what do you think? Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, Tony Peterson, what do you think? You know, <laughs> you know well, <laughs> I got him. You got. I me. got him all mixed well, up. Uh, mixed up. Matt, Matt Rule, you know, in his first two seasons had five wins each. Yeah. Let's say we go another. Let's say we bump it up to seven wins this year. I think that's more realistic than two. I, you know what? What? <laughs> Just say it. You don't have to ask me if I know what. Well, <laughs> two or three wins would solidify a top three pick. And, you know, next year, if we go with Sam Darnold, you're going to be looking for a new quarterback. Bryce Young is a guy that you're going to be looking at from Alabama. But, you know. You got a team in your division. Who do you, who do you, who loses more games, the Panthers or the Falcons? Uh, definitely going Falcons. Yeah, right. So let's look at a uh, 2023 NFL mock draft. Is it too early to do that? <laughs> Very show? early because this draft is not even over with yet. <laughs> I think now is the perfect time to take a look at that. Uh, and see what they're saying. But uh, uh, all in all, I'm very pleased with the pick that we had last night, and uh, I think they they made the right pick. All right, Walter football. I like Walter football. It, the website looks like it's from 1996, but it's always got good information. Uh, Houston Texans first overall take C.J. Stroud. The Falcons take Bryce Young. The Bears third take Will Anderson. So yeah, there are a lot of bad teams that that are going to be. 
I think, be worse than the Panthers. We just named three of them there. They have the Jaguars picking fourth, the Lions picking fifth. Man, they got Commanders and Giants. Uh, where are the Panthers? Okay, picking ninth and getting a uh, a defensive tackle. So, I don't know. I think if the Panthers, I, I think they have they need to do we do they we, need to go get Baker. Do we want to go for happens. it now? Go get Baker. Go get you can you can go to the trade market with Baker. Maybe G, Jimmy G. We'll talk to Tony Dunn. I was listening to the C three Panther podcast last night, and he was saying that do we kind of go for it now and trade up and do whatever we can to trade up to get the guys that are still on the board no. like a Malik Willis, no. like a Sam Howe, or do we just ride out this year with Sam Darnold no. and, and take our time and be patient? I vote for that. Wait, uh, where's option three? Go get Baker Mayfield. Well, that is option three, and I, I would go for that too. Well, the I, trade value for Baker is tanked right now, hasn't it? You can probably get him for cheap. Yeah, I mean, so and I said that before the draft that I would love to get a left tackle and go for, you know, a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G. That's what would make me the happiest. And we got our left tackle in Aquanu. Uh so I mean, I don't know. I, it's just it's still kind of unpredictable what the Panthers will do, and we won't see another Panther pick for a while. Like I said earlier, till the fourth round. Um, yeah, but our third round pick is basically C.J. Henderson, who we got from the Jaguars. Uh, last year in that trade for Dan Arnold, but uh, I was talking, you know, listening to Tony Dunn. He thinks, and we'll get his opinion. He thinks that we make that effort to trade up to get a quarterback tonight. Mm-hmm. That that is a nod to Matt Rule. That that is, you know, yeah. us giving him a chance uh, this upcoming season. Well, he's long said that if you go O line in the first round, you're saying bye bye to Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go exciting quarterback in the first round you're saying let's try to win i was listening to todd mcshay on an interview with uh the pardon my take guys and he once again was he the first one that came out with this but he was talking about how there's the thought that matt rule wants to go back to college yeah and that he's not long for this job anyway i don't know how true any of that is i gotta I'm think if matt rule's pretty- there He's busting his tail to try to win games for the Panthers. I, I'm pretty sure that he addressed the team at one point. Maybe I'm thinking crazy, but I want to say he addressed the team and said, hey, there is college football coaching vacancies open. I am interested in those vacancies if they come my way. So be prepared if I have to leave is what I think I heard in the offseason. No like, way. Wait, Matt Rule said that? I think so. We need to get some facts straight on that because if he said that, that's awful. That's terrible. They should have fired him on the spot. I, that's Matt Rule for you. I don't know if that happened. We'll ask Tony Dunn if he knows about that. Uh, help me out. My brain might be fi- uh, firing on all cylinders right now, but I don't know what this means. Redbeard Red says, is the new online draft pick a Ghostbuster? I have no idea what he's talking about. Is, I read it earlier. Is the new online draft pick a Ghostbuster? Do you know what that means? No clue. Redbeard going to need some clarification on that. We have no idea what that means. I know what hashtag fire Matt Rule means, and that's what Susan Dean said uh, today. What does Susan Dean think of the pick? I haven't seen her post anything about it. Susan, what did you think of the draft selection last night? Trey said the Cowboys drafted how I knew they would draft. I didn't bother staying up. Hashtag pitiful. 
What are you talking? They got Micah Parsons last year. They got some tackle. Like, what are you upset about? Micah Parsons was in the running for defensive player of the year. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, why are you upset with the Cowboys draft? What like, did you want, Trey? Um, I don't know. I think some people just like to be mad. I was, um, I guess, whelmed. <clears throat> I certainly wasn't overwhelmed. Yeah. I was not really underwhelmed because Washington traded back from 11 to 16. The Saints traded up to draft the guy who I thought Washington was going to take, Chris Olave, from uh, uh, the Ohio State. And then Jamison Williams goes off the board, who uh, would have been my pick if they went wide receiver at 11. And then Jordan Davis goes off the board. Uh Uh-oh, we're starting to lose some big names here. And then Kyle Hamilton goes off the board, who is the safety (coughs) that uh, I wanted Washington to draft. So at that point, the uh, the following pick was Kenyon Green, and then the Commanders are up, and I knew pretty much they were going to go receiver. So in my head, I was thinking, what's the uh, Drake London, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, and Garrett Wilson? Yeah, I think Wilson was he off the board at the time. Was probably already looked at it going. Yeah, he was uh, the for he went to the Jets. He was tenth. Yeah, so. Then I'm like, all right, well, if they go receiver here, hey, they might take that guy. That guy? That guy? When I watch college games and a play or a player stands out to me, I fall in love with them uh, for a brief moment. And that happened with Traylon Burks last year, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to get this dude. Okay, I can get on board with that. I probably have an old tweet where I said I wanted him. I, I can act like I know what I was talking about. Well, they go with the guy that I had not looked at, planned for, heard his name, not that familiar with Jahan Dotson. My first thought was, did they just draft Josh Dotson again? Am I, am I watching an old draft? We're at this draft party. Is this a feed? Is this a DVR draft from... 2016. They played an elaborate prank on you. CW gotcha. They played the long game. Uh, Jahan Dodson. Washington is where first round receivers go to die. I hope this kid, I'm sure he's a great football player, and past failures have nothing to do with him. So I'm wishing him all the best. Um, we're small. Terry McLaurin, our number one, is not tall. Curtis Samuel, no reason to bring up his name. He never plays, but he's small. And then this guy is under six foot as well. Doesn't mean a ton, but I don't know. I'm whelmed, slightly under, but I did not have any hopes at all for Terry McLaurin. So who knows? This guy could work out. I asked uh, some Penn State people to tell me why. He's, Tell me why he's the best player in the draft. Tell me why I should get excited about his ass. Tell me why. Why do I want to watch football this year? Washington Commanders. I like to rhyme. You messed it up. Thanks. Why Josh Dodson is the best receiver in this year's draft? Andrew Kalista from Pennsylvania, I guess, covered him. Says he carries a football everywhere. 
right. I'll get on board with that. And you said, I'm sold. Today they showed a video of him getting out of the car to walk up to commander's headquarters. Gets out of the car holding a football. He'll be your leading fumbler on the team. (laughs) It's going to all come back. I tell you this, though. If he's a stud, you'll see me walking around with a football, doing entire shows with footballs, going out to the grocery store with a football. When I go in, I go all in on a guy. And uh, nothing but the best for this kid. We saw on on your social media last week that you were – operating a zero turn lawnmower oh yeah. and it said one arm on the steering wheel one arm around your girl so will this arm that was around the girl now be holding the football there you go well said all right um susan says she'd love the panthers pick she said darnold can't do it hopefully chandler's dream of rule saying that to the team is correct if but, it wasn't ruled, but I was, think he was dreaming that. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't ruled, then it, it, it was some other coach. Because I remember seeing that report. Clearly, you don't. If you remembered, you would know who it was. You could pull it up right now. We could talk about it. But you don't remember it. Fair? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Where is it? Find it. I'll go. I'll, I'll attempt. <laughs> Uh, Trey, the Cowboys fan, said they reached. The Cowboys reached on their pick, said tackle was a need. They reached, and uh, he wanted a couple other players, the defensive end uh, from Johnson and uh, Linderbaum from Iowa. So, all right, well, whatever. I hate the Cowboys. I hope they fail forever. (laughs) Uh, Any other draft? Oh, who cares about the draft? Draft night now is where we get our big trades in the NFL. Yeah. Dude, I mean, what can Brown do for you? Make for an exciting draft. Because two Browns got traded last night. A.J. Brown goes from Tennessee to Philly. Boy, Philly has been dying for receiver help. They got it in the draft last year with Devontae Smith, who had a good rookie year. Uh, but now they add another weapon for their quarterback they can't throw accurately so it doesn't matter <laughs> i think they've been trying to <laughs> you like that yeah i do like that Thanks. i think they've been trying to make up for the miss of a couple years ago on jalen rieger instead of taking justin jefferson and who's the artega white what's his name they've missed on a few oh, oh. ortega I dude from stanford oh, yeah. I, can't remember I know what you're talking about i just remember jalen rieger yeah but yeah i i think they've been trying to overcorrect for this but Devonte smith was a good pick and uh obviously brown's a good acquisition yeah uh and tennessee makes that trade they draft burks and they have the player uh nfl comparison player comparison <laughs> and it's aj brown yeah can't make this up they drafted a younger cheaper aj brown now that doesn't mean anything but i found that funny hollywood brown goes from the ravens to join his old buddy kyler murray kind of like we saw Devonte adams join his old college buddy uh Derek carr earlier this offseason hollywood brown uh will go to the cardinals and uh this left lamar jackson on twitter saying wtf he yeah i mean he's not a gm they didn't bring him in and say hey we're making this move so 
uh i don't know does hollywood brown move the needle no okay no this is a weird trade because the ravens ended up trading back again from the pick they got from arizona didn't they yeah, I don't know what they ended up doing with it. Who did the uh, the Ravens draft last night? I know they drafted... Oh, they got the Linderbaum guy, the yeah. center. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's yeah. a solid pick. That, that, that trade just came out of nowhere. That, that was weird. Yeah. And this is all Christian Kirk's fault, by the way, just in case we need to trace this back. Why is it his fault? He reset the... He reset the dang market for wide receivers. So it's the Jaguars' fault. Well, yes, it's the Jaguars' fault. It is not his fault. It's not Christian Kirk's fault. But what they did to to Christian Kirk made all this happen. Yeah. Uh, How about this is Zay Jones' fault or just Christian Kirk? Nope, just Christian Kirk. All right, Mm -hmm. fair enough. All right, uh, more draft talk. We'll talk about it all hour two with Tony Dunn. But did you find uh, what you were looking for? Mm -mm. All right. Well, I, I actually didn't give it much effort. I, that's not shocking at all. That is the <laughs> least shocking thing I've heard since earlier this week. Troy said he was really good at hacky sack. When did he say that? Well, I choked on Twitter that we were going to have a hacky sack circle in the back. Oh, Lord. And he said, he tweeted, I know what you're going to say, but I was really good at hacky sack okay. back in the day. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy's good at everything, man. He's the best around. Nothing's going to ever keep him down. Take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. Brian North will join us. We'll see uh, what's going on in the world of sports this weekend. That and more on the way on a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Now I understand what Redbeard's tweet means because he edited it. Did, did, did. Yeah. And we'll uh, talk about it when we return after these words. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Euro Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, uh, domestic, and import brews, along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings, Featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as we head back into the show uh, clip, I just saw some big news coming out of Major League Baseball. Uh, Major League Baseball has suspended Trevor Bauer for 324 games which is basically a two-year suspension for violation of their domestic violence policies for Major League Baseball. All right. Uh, Folks can Google up why he was suspended. Not good. I mean, it's it's a weird story, and I don't – I'm not going to pretend to know all the details of it, but Trevor Bauer has not pitched for a while. He's been on that administrative leave or whatever they call it but now officially has been suspended. Uh, Trevor Bauer on Twitter. I refreshed my Twitter. It's the first thing on top of my timeline. In the strongest possible terms, I deny committing any violation of the league's domestic violence and sexual assault policy. 
I am appealing this action and expect to prevail. As we have throughout this process, my representatives and I respect the confidentiality of the proceedings. Can I first say you read that quite well? I think it's proceedings, but uh, I think you did pretty good with that. Proceedings. You, proceedings. Sorry. You got to. No, nah, you did a good job there. I, I appreciate that. Yep. Also, uh, Redbeard's tweet. Maybe I should, if my brain was firing on all cylinders today, I might have would have got it because it kind of makes sense, but he added a little context. Uh, he says, is the O-line draft pick a Ghostbuster since Sam Darnold sees ghosts? That's a good one. Now I get it, that's and now one. that's a pretty good one. That's Thank a, you, Redbeard. That's a good one, Redbeard. I knew you had something there. Just had to figure out what it was. <clears throat> all right, uh, do we have Brian North joining us? We do, Brian North, WCTI 12 joining us to get you ready for your sports weekend north how you doing today man well playing a little hurt with the voice oh uh, yeah i'm all right you warned me uh, it sounds kind of deep and sexy north to be honest with you little, little barry white there how's it going here? <laughs> <laughs> i've had something this week some kind of funk and yeah. this morning uh my wife said uh her and my daughter were were not feeling great so i don't know something's going around I feel fine. It's it's weird as I get as I get older. Whenever I get sick, I lose my voice. If I sprain my ankle, I lose my voice. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Uh, this old age thing. So yeah. is what it. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, we talked draft segment one north. Uh, the we had a lot of homecomings. Uh, I guess with Kenny Pickett staying in his sta- same stadium, same locker room, and uh, the Panthers drafting a local guy not often that you're wearing a medallion to the draft with an area code uh where you're going to play your pro football but that was the case uh with aquanu there who uh had the 704 on his chest when the panthers called his name last night yeah and a lot of times it doesn't work out guys too but this seems like it could be different offensive linemen aren't generally put in a large spotlight and asked to perform and produce big numbers. So maybe this will work out for him. He's got all the intangibles. And, and I think when you look at it, you know, the Panthers have never drafted an offensive lineman that high. And you hope it does work out because that is an area where they've never been great. There are no Hall of Famers, you know, uh, coming off that offensive line through the years. Um, they've had a few guys maybe in the ring of honor, but nobody has been really great at the position. Who's the best, Chandler? Jordan Gross? Is that the name that comes to mind? Yeah, yep. probably Jordan Gross. And Chandler, you said last night, highest a lineman has been picked by Carolina since 2008, Jeff Ota. Yeah. Yeah, so. and he, he, he didn't work out to be that great. They've had a few. Um, uh, the kid from South Carolina, another local guy, was okay for them, but didn't reach his potential. So it's never been a great area for the Panthers. And so... I've been trying to think of some of the better guys through the years. Trey Turner, maybe, he's a couple-time All-Pro. Yeah. Um, but, but outside of that, they've struggled. So this guy has all the intangibles, so we'll see. Health is always the big thing when it comes to offensive line. Brian North joining us. North, it was a, uh interesting draft last night. I believe people were citing the EJ Manuel draft, where he was the lone quarterback taken in the first round. Uh, years ago and that obviously did not pan out for the buffalo bills but just one qb taken uh i guess it means you if you're into this thing you'll see some familiar names flying off the board tonight probably when it comes to the quarterbacks but malik willis still waiting to hear his name called of course sam howe from north carolina desmond ritter who we saw uh, a lot of maybe too much of if you're an ecu fan with cincinnati and uh the guy like matt corral uh, out there as well 
Yeah, there's value here, right? I'm gra- I'm so glad the Panthers didn't overreach with a quarterback at that number eight, uh, number six spot because it just isn't there this year. Doesn't mean you can't find a good quarterback. It doesn't mean there isn't guys who are going to work out. Russell Wilson's always the prime example brought up, but for the value of the position, and so there was no guys at that value for that. Um, but I don't know if you look at any of these quarterbacks and you say they have it. Even I think Russell Wilson back in the day, used, I, I think some of us said. He's just got it. We think he can make it. I don't know if he'd be an all-pro, but he, he, you thought he could make it. I'm not, I don't know of anybody in this draft. Can he pick it? Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just don't. None of those guys just make me go, oh, yeah, he's, he's got that little extra something that they're overlooking. So We had a guest last week, Brian, Emory Hunt, CBS Sports HQ. He said this was a pretty good backup quarterback draft, which sounds like an insult when he says it a week out of the draft. But then when you see only one quarterback taken in the first round, you're like, oh, maybe maybe that's what this is, a backup quarterback draft. But these last few drafts have been so quarterback heavy at some point. You've gotta, it's got to be a market correction. Yeah. You've got to get some other guys that can play it. And this is kind of a meat and potatoes draft, I guess. You know, Guys who are just still in necessary positions just don't bring outside of their suits. And, and their uh, you know, initial reaction don't bring a lot of, a lot of um, notoriety to the franchise until they help them win a Super Bowl down the line. Brian, you're the best at finding the local angle in all these things. And, of course, when it comes to East Carolina, we're hoping to hear Jaquan McMillan's name and, and see where Tyler Sneed lands uh, potentially as a rookie free agent. But how about anybody you covered uh, around these parts that went elsewhere to college that, that could hear their name called? Yeah, that, no one we think will have their name called. The kid, Quentin uh, Chapel out of West Craven, who played at NC Central. He's a tight end. He's got all the intangibles of height and big blocking tight end. Didn't catch a lot of passes at Central. Uh, we were actually looking today to see. He's like the 58th tight end on the board. Yeah. So we don't think he'll get drafted by any means, but he'll get in camp with somebody just based on his size. But that's been it. It's, we've, uh, you know, and then they should throw in the COVID stuff because this would have been a year for some other guys to come out if they didn't get the extra year because of COVID. So, uh, but this is a couple of lean years for us football wise. We're all about the NBA right now. Um, but we do have uh, we we do have a few guys in the future we'll be looking at in the NFL, but we're a little dry right now. NBA wise, obviously Brandon Ingram and uh, the Pels, their season comes to an end. But but what a run by those guys! What a run individually by Brandon Ingram. But uh, Reggie Bullock getting a lot of news. There was a stat I read, and this was like three or four games into the playoffs. But I think he had the most minutes played out of anybody in the playoffs, yeah. and. Uh, I was wondering, because I, I watch a lot of Hornets. I don't watch a ton outside of that. So it's been fun for me to, to watch John ja Moran, what he can do with Memphis. And my question was, when Luka was out, who is on the Mavericks? I know they have Jalen Brunson, who I really liked in college, and he's turned into a good pro. Um, and then there's Bullock starting for the Mavs and playing key minutes. And uh, they're kind of counting on him. If they're going to make a run here, they, they got through their first-round opponent. 3-and-D guy, right? The ultimate 3-and-D guy, and that's why he was getting so many minutes until he got ejected the other night for taking on Hassan Whitehead after he uh, uh, banged on Luka when he was trying to get that dunk. But but for Reggie, that's how his career's been made. You know, he came out of UNC a year early because of financial hardship, and, and a lot of us just cringed. We're like, oh, no, you know, he'll, he'll be in Europe in a couple of years, but being the ultimate 3-and-D guy, he has hung on. He's played for several teams in the NBA. His career has continued to build, and he's got that reputation of a reliable three-point shooter, a hardcore defender, 
who can lock people down, a good passer who understands the game of basketball. Everywhere he goes, his teammates love him. And so he's been reliable. You know, he's been average, I don't know, eight points a game in his career, I think. He's been averaging double figures in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, started out with Dallas not playing a whole lot, but he, he gains the trust of his coaches and his teammates, and he ends up starting and um, being in the lineup just about everywhere he goes. So he's put together a quietly a nice little career. And, Brian, uh, another one off the top of my head, there may be more you can correct me on, but uh, as far as local products go, does Bam Adebayo have the best chance to, to win a championship? Because that Heat team, uh, Jimmy Butler is not a superstar in the NBA. He's about the only thing you could call a star for the Miami Heat, but they have a, a good team top to bottom, including Bam. Yeah, number one seed out of the East. You know, Bam is one of those franchise guys now getting the money, but uh, Jimmy Butler's the veteran, but the Tyler Heroes had a heck of a season for them. They just hit all the marks for what you're looking for, for balance. You know, that the inside game, outside game, they play good defense, they can pick up full court, they can do a lot of different things, and Bam leads them with his versatility. Um, his offensive game continues to improve, but everything else is right there for for Bam, and so, no, they've got as good a chance as anybody coming out of the East right now, and so, um, and, and he's playing great, and he had an injury for the first time in his career this season, uh, he seems to be over that, and, you know, he's coming off an Olympic gold medal, so he has that confidence going for him right now, so, no, I, I think he's got the best shot right now of our local guys, so, um, obviously, Dayron didn't play much for the, the Nets, they're done, Kent Bazemore hardly played at all for the Lakers, they never were even in, uh, Reggie's doing well for the for the Mavericks, but no, and now Brandon's out for the Pelicans. So yeah. I think Bam's got the best chance of, of reaching the finals, like he did a couple of years ago. Brian North joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. North just trying to make it to the deadline on Sunday and not see R.J. Felton's name or Brandon Johnson's name in the transfer portal. But there was a Pirate basketball player's name entering, uh, I believe, yesterday, and that was Marlon Liston, who. Didn't play a lot and and kind of looked uncomfortable when he did. I think got more comfortable as the season went along. But Marlon Leston uh, was here one year and will remember the good times and say goodbye to him as uh, he has entered the portal. On a we got that news a day after East Carolina added seven new players. So yeah, Mike yeah. Schwartz has been busy North uh, since he got here, bringing in some new guys to go with the few remaining players from last season. Sounds like he wasn't invited to the Michael Schwartz party. Sounded like to me. <laughs> Could be, well, yeah. You know, which is okay. You know, maybe somebody else invites him to their party. But this transfer portal now, more guys go into the portal than what comes out. So you just have to be careful when you go in there because sometimes it's like socks in the dryer, man. Sometimes they don't all come out. <laughs> well said, uh, Chandler. Did you see our guy from Miami? Uh, we, we love some Miami basketball. Yeah, uh, apparently he is not satisfied with uh, the amount of money he's receiving <laughs> with the NIL deals. Isaiah Wong, uh, he's, he's going to enter the transfer portal if his NIL compensation is not increased. Brian, have you pulled this move with WCTI before, and how'd it go for you if you did? And I'm still there because nothing else is going to give me compensation. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know. That's an easy negotiation when it's a one-way street. Exactly. I don't think that would work for me. I don't know how many people are calling my name out there. Right. So we'll see if he gets offered more coupons somewhere else. But at this point, you know, it's look good for them. They have the chance to try and play that market. You're just going to have to be careful when you when you call the bluff. The key to negotiation is the ability to say no. So you know, you have to be able to say no to what's being offered. To maybe call their bluff and then get a better offer. But the chances are they may tell you, okay, go look for it. So you just have to be careful when you do it. 
Yeah, and this is one of those things. And when you've got uh, Isaiah Wong isn't even talking. It's his NIL agent who's doing the speaking. And when you get these guys involved, man, it's it's yeah. uh, super shady. So, hey, Miami's been doing this for 100 years. So, I mean, they, they should – they should figure this out pretty quickly, I would think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, they, they set the blueprint with football many years ago. There's no doubt. That they did. Brian North joining us. Got Pirate Baseball this weekend in Greenville. Brian, East Carolina coming off a loss to NC State where hit the ball uh, and didn't go where they needed it to. But Cliff Godwin seemed, I don't want to say pleased, but encouraged what the bats did. And they're taking on a team this weekend that is last in the AAC NERA, uh, the worst pitching staff in the league in Cincinnati. They can hit, so expecting a lot of runs this week uh, at Clark and Clare. Yeah, and uh, former West Carteret star Sean McLaughlin actually plays for Cincinnati. There you go. So, an Eastern North Carolina kid coming back into town. But no, another get-right weekend possibly for the Pirates. Who we we kind of thought it was going to be this year when, when it started that they'd have to get better as the AACs and kind of rolled on and, uh, you know, two steps forward, one step backwards, but uh, you know, I still believe that Cliff Cotterman's getting them there. They're, they're showing those brilliances of, of hitting every now and then. And so just be careful. They could get hot at the right time at the end of the year, and that's all that really matters for this season. Brian, uh, was Mackenzie Gore in your broadcast area? So he was not. He's, uh, what is he, a White Bull kid? Yeah. Um, and so he was the Wilmington market. But I, we remember him because in the playoffs they took on both Eaton Holmes and Beargrass Charter. And so huge crowds out to watch the left-hander, and he was just electric. He was, he had the type of stuff that people talked about when, when um, mentioning Brian Taylor from back oh, in man. the Rick days, the number one pick by the Yankees. He had that kind of electric stuff. So I saw him pitch in person a couple of times. And so uh, we adopt them. When they're that good and they're outside of our viewing area like that, we tend to adopt them. Yeah, and uh, 10 strikeouts uh, in five innings of work the other night for the Padres and he is looking like the real deal and uh we're just looking at pictures of him Chandler and he he just looks like an ace you know Brian some some guys just have the look and he's got it yeah he's always had that attitude you know he was such a competitor even high school when he had that electric stuff he still was just out there on that mound fuming and just trying to beat you uh no matter how just a real tough competitor so the only surprising part to me is it took him this long to get to the big leagues but uh Teams take care of the guys and then have the slow roll on them. But but now that he's up there, he's certainly making his name known in a heartbeat. Brian North joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Good stuff, North. Uh, what you got planned for this weekend? Um, not a whole lot. Just kind of chilling out. But I am going to give you, I'm going to give you the big tip for next week. You know, right. next Saturday is a week from tomorrow. Ah, Derby, Kentucky Derby. There is a horse named. Barber Road. Barber Road is named after a road in Lenore County. Wow. And what is it? Barber or Barbara? Barber, like the thing, the person that cuts your hair. Okay. Barber Road. Yeah. And so he's named after a road in Lenore County. His owners, uh, the Simmons, Bill and Tammy Simmons. Tammy is from uh, that area. She went to North Lenore, graduated in 1980. Also, former CEO of Walmart. They got into the horse racing business a few years ago, and they were looking to name their horses, and so they named it after the road that Tammy grew up on, Barber Road. Brian, I guess you have found a way to make money off this knowledge 
so i i was gonna ask is there any way you could make money off these things you know and i guess you do do that in a way well i, I mean i have a job they only pay yeah. me every two weeks but uh, yeah <laughs> I, did get a I mean that is awesome that's fascinating and i will definitely be betting on that horse next week and he's he's a strong horse now his odds are probably going to be about 30 to 1 but i think they're going to get better as day goes on he's a strong finisher the more you look at him a great colt great colt hasn't won the derby since 2005 but I went and interviewed them the other day. They were only in town for a day. Oh, cool. It right. So I did interview them. I got some features coming up this week on them. Awesome. But it's a really, really cool story. Will there be a party, like, live on Barbaro during the Derby? Are you going to be reporting live? Like, what are we doing? Well, it's funny how you would know these things. Um, not for broadcast, but there may be a little get-together out there. Yeah, okay. But, but I will tell you this. I can't believe they let me on there because there was not only one but two gates I had to get clearance to go through to get onto the property. Wow. You're just going to show up there, you know. All right. Both of them, which is amazing. I tell you what, I don't need much to get into something. I just need a rooting interest. And and Harold has done that for golf. I will not be watching golf this weekend because Harold's not in it. And now I have a rooting interest for the Kentucky Derby. So thank you very much for that. And I'm going to give you why you'll love them even, even more. Go check out his hat, the Barber Road hat. It's a, it's a picture of the actual street sign that says Barber Road on it, right down to the detail on a nice gray background or black background, but it's a gorgeous hat. So go get yourself some Barber Road merch if you want to, uh, to help them, but you won't be sad. You'll be uh, the hat collector that you are. Yeah. I love your Barber Road hat. All right. You just open up a whole new world to me, Brian. <laughs> uh, I'm reading a uh, an article here. This is Johnny Ortiz, yep. uh, yep. trainer. Oh, yeah, he says we belong in the Kentucky Derby on Barber Road. So what Bill Simon has done, and again, this guy was the CEO of Walmart for about four or five, six years. He was also a, a, a Navy veteran. You know, he was in the Navy for twenty-five years. Real interesting guy. But they're trying a new approach to horse racing. He bought uh, Barber Road as, a, as what they call a uh, not a yearling, but what's even younger than that. And so they're trying to build, and they got all these young people, young trainers, young jockeys, but they're building this brand that way. And, and they're also a rousing success. And so Barber Road's their first Kentucky Derby horse, but probably won't be their last. All right. When are you uh, showing those features? Where can we find those? Well, we'll probably start Monday because uh, the drawing for post positions is Monday. So we'll probably right. start rolling out Monday, Tuesday. We'll probably do something every day next week because they gave me such good stuff on, on their horse and, and the history and other chances and all those things. We'll probably roll something out every day. But Monday and Tuesday will be the big days to get everybody kind of on board, uh, pun intended, uh, in the saddle to, to get them ready for the derby. Very cool. Love it. All right, North, good stuff, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, sounds good, Clippy. Barber Road. I'm looking at pictures right now, Chandler. There's our horse. I'm all over it. Good-looking horse. I'm, I'm putting my money in right now. <laughs> all of it on Barber Road. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you. Hour one, we'll wrap it up and Get ready for hour two. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Joining us, the talk draft and more. We're back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this.
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. It is Free Beer Friday if you would like some Bush Latte. You can be our lucky caller in hour number three. Bush Latte looks like latte, tastes like Bush Light. Look for Bush Latte at your favorite retailer today, or you could just win it. We got a 15 pack right here of the limited edition Bush Latte aluminum bottles. We'll also throw in a large two topping pizza to Domino's. Um, do you still get misty-eyed when you you see like the draft picks being called by their teams does that touch your heart chandler yeah because i just know i i can feel the excitement uh and the weight being lifted off those prospects shoulders because it's a long process i'm sure i'm obviously don't know anything about it but it's a long process it's a stressful process um between working out and you know finding a trainer working out going through pro day going through the combine and then finally getting that phone call um it has to feel so good for those players and kenny pickett was one you know cj Steelers uh picking up the phone calling him and he just sat there the whole time and just you know with, with his head between his knees and crying and yeah it, it does get you teary-eyed and it makes you feel good for those players so jonathan jones nfl player had an interesting observation last night uh, he tweeted, ain't none of these boys crying. They got that NIL money already. I thought that was an interesting take. Like, life-changing money and all that. Well, some of these guys already made a little cash before they got to the league. That's yeah. a good point. I noticed that with uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. He got the he got his call. and I mean, obviously, he was, he was excited, but he wasn't, like, over the moon like a lot of other people were well nobody wants to go to the clown show organization of the giants also a good point yeah i don't know maybe he wants to live in new york city he wasn't oregon for the past few years what's wrong with oregon it's beautiful out there i heard i'll make you a list i'll get it to you eventually all right i want to get your list uh everything that is wrong with oregon uh so nfl draft night two coming up it's easy to do like big names on the board because you can just list all the quarterbacks and you can list every single running back because there was not a running back taken in round number one. No running back or tight ends. Or tight end. Interesting. Brian North said it pretty well. Meat and potatoes draft. A lot of linemen, a lot of D linemen, rush ins. Actually, not a ton of rush ins, but uh, a lot of upfront guys. We saw what the first two picks were defensive ends, the next two picks were cornerbacks. And I guess there was a lot of flash, but it was for one position, and it was the wide receiver position. Yeah, it was. I saw a comment that said, like, the Super Bowl last year broke these teams watching 
uh, all the stars from Cincinnati and L.A. at the receiver position, and now everybody's trying to grab that next top receiver. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you lined up, like if you were to take like a skill position player draft right now on like who do you want on your team for the next three, four years or whatever, if you if you include like your contracts, um, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are probably the top two picks. Yeah, in a skill position draft. Well, and. I don't know if real football. I I have a fantasy football brain. It's kind of creeping into real football where you want to take that receiver instead of running back just because of injury. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's going to stick around. So um, he's more likely to play all sixteen games, seventeen yeah. games. All right, let's uh, let's take a break because Tony Dunn is here. Hello, good sir. Hello. I'm trying to get a read on his face, how he's feeling. Oh, What's he's up, smiling. Tony? That's good. That reminds me of the. Norm McDonald. Don't laugh at what I'm about to say, Tony. Seriously, don't laugh. I'm going to tell you something. Don't laugh. You're not going to laugh, are you? My granddad died last night in a wreck. Why are you about to laugh? That's terrible news. Why are you laughing? (laughs) That's an old Norm McDonald gag where he'll tell a guy not to laugh for five minutes and say the worst possible thing you could think of. And the guy, of course, laughs. Was Tony laughing last night? I watched him live. Last laugh. Did Tony get the last laugh? We'll uh, talk more NFL Draft Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. How's your team do? You can chime in. And uh, we'll have more for you after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or an event keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip Brock. back with you on pirate radio live morgan aylers will join us to talk some pirate athletics at five o'clock talk to mark greenhill's golf shop radio show got a bush latte giveaway all that in hour three welcome into hour number two where we'll talk nfl with tony dunn from countycatchronicles.com he joins us chan man here as well hello tony hello hello um best part most explosive part of the nfl draft round one was not really draft related i guess it was because there was a trade but aj brown going from tennessee to philly 29 minutes ago odell beckham jr tweeted out just got the t from debo samuel should i spill Ooh, i'll translate that for people that don't understand just received information from debo samuel should i tell you what i heard uh so what's the t is it like t-e-a or the t yeah it's it's t spill the tea means what give up the, the gossip yeah the info. Like, yeah spill the beans like but, yeah. yeah back in our day we called it beans beans now they call it tea is it like literal like sweet tea i hope like, you're not wasting sweet tea i hope it's like green tea or something. yeah, yeah. yeah spill the green tea i'm okay with that <laughs> um I, I don't know does this happen tonight when does debo garoppolo baker when does that happen 
not happening. It's not. Happening. I don't think so. I mean, like, why didn't it happen last night? Supposedly, the Jets offered the tenth, the t- number ten overall pick to and, the Niners for Debo. Yeah, and something else. Like, so I mean, how are you going to get more value than that? I mean, we've already missed the first round, so that means they're going to have to do futures, right? And then, unless, I mean, I, I mean, then that team's going to have to be giving up maybe players, and then that's that's interesting as well. How are you trying to get stronger by giving up good players and stuff? All right, we'll see if any moves are made tonight. But uh, AJ Brown, that was a big deal last night, and then CJ says Hollywood Brown is not a needle mover. You don't think so? Not enough. Like if your goal is to win a championship, I mean, he's not going to be the difference to doing that. You might getting an extra win or two but it's not too big i think it's like par for course for arizona it's almost bigger for the raven side right because lamar jackson you you upset your starting quarterback and he's self-representing himself in contract negotiation he doesn't have an agent yeah he doesn't no just heard that this morning that and that's why they think part of the reason that the contracts have just not moved anywhere i heard that he also came out and said that he wants to. He's so focused on winning a Super Bowl. He wants to earn his paycheck. I was like, God, that's a big statement. I appreciate that, Lamar, uh, but that's not how it works. No, we need to make sure that you're here for beyond next year. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think for the Arizona, I, if, as long as Cliff Kingsbury is there uh, with Kyler Murray, they're going to do stuff like this every year. They've been super aggressive on the offensive side of the ball every single season. Uh, since they got there. And yeah. that's just the nature of an uh, offensive coach. I mean, look at what the Rams are doing doing each and every year. Um, last year they went after – well, two years ago they go and get uh, Hopkins. You know, they went aggressive. And that was a big deal when they went and traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Were they the ones that brought in Watt? Yep. Now that was on the – but that was like old – bring in but still they go and got uh aj green like but just they, an example of what they've done and even before that of course they get a quarterback first overall yep. immediately give up on him fire their coach bring in a coach murray like that yeah you're right they're gonna do this every year on the offensive side of the ball and look i tell you that's a that wide receiver room is uh if he's not a needle mover according to cj he is when you have deandre hopkins on the other side and rondell moore I mean, A.J. Green's the worst receiver on that team right now. I like Rondo more. Um, Tony, this kind of stemmed from you Wednesday night at Sports Trivia asking, when did Allen Robinson go to L.A.? I had one of those moments last night when I was thinking about the Titans. When did Robert Woods go to the Titans? Yeah, that's the secret one. I almost thought they had no receivers. Um, And I did, too, because Julio's done, right, in Tennessee? If so. he's not, he's, he's not. Like, much looks of a like he's anyway. done in football, right? Well, talk about falling off a cliff. Yeah, I really see quick. that happen with like running backs and quarterbacks, but I guess that happens with every position, receiver included. Uh, but they do have Robert Woods, who's coming off an injury. They add Burks uh, in the draft from Arkansas after shipping off AJ Brown. But just another example of when did that really good player go there? So I think where CJ is probably right is. Um, He's not gonna like. He's gonna demand the top, top, top contract, right? As uh, next year after his, uh, a, a Brown, Hollywood Brown. Yeah. yeah. No, the I'm sorry, the Tennessee guy. You're thinking AJ Brown. Yeah, 
that went to Philly, right? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And they are. He's going to get. He a, would <clears throat> deserve it if he stays healthy, right? Really and good. they are probably are trying, worried about sinking the costs. Those. Oh well, he costs. already signed. His big deal. AJ Brown signed okay. a four-year deal like immediately after the trade. Oh wow! So he's there nice. and he's getting paid. Paid. Heck yeah! So he's he's got his. All right, let's talk Panthers. I um, we were at the CW, our mutual friends party. I had the C three video up uh throughout the night but especially when the pig was being made y'all had some great numbers so yeah we did. On that. we're doing some pretty good numbers and uh, a lot of folks chiming in on the chat folks sending in donations i know you'll that always appreciate cool. i'm sure was. so i'm watching it when y'all's pick is about to be made first of all y'all are surprised probably that you get your pick of the litter mm-hmm. for the lineman right yeah you thought you'd be down so there was three big boys Right. You thought you'd be down to two, like one, maybe two. There would the be best. one there for sure, yeah. the way that it looked like things were going to happen. But there was a real opportunity that Jacksonville could have taken an offensive lineman and um, a team like My Houston. My Texans or, buddy, uh, Jake, thought they were going O lineman yeah, at three. Yeah, Houston or Detroit could have also done that as well. Um, so yeah, and then you get the pick up. You, then it gets comp- Then you get to really see behind the curtain that way. That's the cool part about that. So. Uh, it looked like, and this is one of those two, Tony, you never get too like fired up about an O-lineman, but from what I saw, it looked like y'all were pleased. Yeah. Like, it, again, there wasn't like hooting and hollering. There was not, this sucks. It was like, all right, we got this guy. Let's roll. I think that um, there's two things that came into that reaction. Number one, it's an offensive lineman. Number two, I think we've been calling for this for so long that it's just like oh wow she said yes we've been <laughs> like i mean we're now we're getting married and then on our post game show after football games if what is supposed to happen in the game happens the call-in show is boring yeah but if something even better than expected or way less than expected happens that's when you have the blow up this was kind of yeah. expected and i think the other thing is is now we're trying to go well how the heck do we the rest of the draft when we don't pick till Saturday. So you're kind of like shell shocked by just first round emotions. But no, I like that's the guy I wanted when it comes to the offensive lineman. I liked him better than. But when I just look at him, I don't know anything. I watched like three minutes on YouTube on all of these guys, yeah. and I would have been happy with them. But it is nice when you get all three. Um, and the reason I tell you this is listening to the. Um, front office Scott Fitter listening to Matt Rule and David Tepper when they called Aquano like it was like they were gushing like he was like yeah man I'm ready fired up coach I'm ready to go and they're like we're so happy to have you we're lucky we're so so lucky I mean it was just like god I mean we they, got it they you're lucky they didn't think he was going to be there at all oh but do it lord I mean but, I mean and you had all so three of those left tackles face. there at six you had all three every single one that's the pick you make right am I am I yeah am I, I mean that there? is the pick we that's the pick we should have made last year you know what I mean like yes we did it we did exactly what you're supposed to <coughs> finally so I mean, is that and then it is. It is hard to get cr- like crazy excited. Yeah. 
I mean, really, there's only like a couple of people in the dra- any draft that are going to make you crazy excited, and that is a quarterback because that is just so sexy. Yeah. Some sort of star offensive player that you know is going to just like dominate for the next whatever, or maybe in it. You, I wouldn't even be if we would have gotten Aiden Hutchinson. I don't think I would have been any more excited than I was last night. Well, the one of the first things I said to Chandler after that was, "Well, Matt Rule's gone." And that was based off of your take that if they go quarterback, they're saying we're all in we're, with rule. Like we're going to give the fans something exciting. Yeah. If they go tackle, they're saying we're building for the future. That future probably doesn't include Matt Rule. I mean, do you still have that take? Or did you talk about that last night? Well, yeah, that's actually where we kind of focused our discussion on is what does this mean for this year? You know, it's like, um, and what does it mean for rule? But then there's been some kind of cool comments from Tepper that like at least continue to intimate more faith in Matt Rule than anybody else has so then you're like huh maybe maybe it's not as bad as we thought yeah but there is one thing Malik Willis is still there that he is because only one quarterback was taken last night bad news is the Panthers don't have a pick for a while can they get a pick today on Charlotte Sports Radio Scott Fitter called from Las Vegas Right, so that's where the draft's at, and they called at the eight o'clock hour. So that must have been five in the morning there. And uh, the host of the Mac Attack, he said today the new, the final parts of Ozark came out. True. And my wife really, really wants to watch it tonight. My wife's already texted me about it. Um, and she said, "I hate Wendy," and I said, "No spoilers." I know, I know. Um, so he goes, but. I don't want to commit to watching Ozark if there is an opportunity that the Panthers somehow find a way into the second round. He goes, should I watch Ozark? He said, I don't think you should watch Ozark. <laughs> I tell you what. And I was like, and so now we're all going like this. It's th- like, that's not a good move by him. Because if they don't, now he's on your list. If they don't uh, move back up, you wasted a Friday night watching the draft. No Panthers pick. You're going to add him to the rule list. That's what the guy said. He said, don't make my wife mad. You yeah. Know? He like said, that. because now I'm not watching Ozark. And oh, if right. this doesn't he's happen. He's also ruining, ruining relationships. <laughs> yeah, when he does that. Uh, no, but I think it means that they... You think they're this at least is attempting this is something, something like all of a sudden they could really be interested in doing. There's enough value. Now that would move the needle if the Panthers somehow move back in, draft a QB. Yeah. Now, folks, then are gonna, you're starting to worry, man. My, Matt Rule might keep his job. I, I was going to ask you if the Panthers do find a way to do this and get the quarterback that they want. What What did you say last night on the C three Panther podcast? This is a nod to. What I don't know. I'm a, to rule. It's a, oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a I mean, it is. I mean, it is like there's a potential. They really have gone and tried to assemble a good team this year, and they didn't sell him down the river entirely. Like the the additions on the offensive line have been so important. Mm-hmm. Bozeman, Corbett. Mm-hmm. This offensive line is going to be is completely remade, and it's really neat. I think thankfully the Chiefs showed us that you can do this. Sometimes it's like it doesn't take you twenty years to build a line. As they went and rebuilt their refashioned the whole line in one draft. Mm-hmm. So the Panthers all of a sudden, we're actually kind of uh, maybe it's just the optimism that surrounds the draft. Maybe it's the optimism of of the future and stuff. But like there are some real parts on this. Panthers team and it's just like hey I'm even wondering if Sam Darnold can go out there and win nine games and I think it's possible 
I, I love it. That, that's part of being a fan. Yeah. You go through those roller coasters. Yeah. Y'all need to be happy about something. Y'all been so depressed. Well, listen, man, when you look at this line, all of a sudden you've got potentially, depending on where you put a Kim Aquano, it could be left tackle or left guard from day one. And you got um, Austin Corbett, who's a guard. Yeah. You've got Bozeman, who's going to be playing center. Yeah. You could put um, any of the other guys at the right guard. Um, and because you still have Eflin, who stinks, but he's on the team. You have um, Deontay, Deontay Brown, Brady Christensen. You got the depth. You know that. But this I mean, offensive the, line. And then you get Christian McCaffrey behind that sucker. Yeah, the picture Ooh. that I saw from left to right, you have Iquanu. You have Brady Christensen at the left guard. You have Bozeman, who we got from the Ravens. Then Corbett. Then you have Corbett at the right guard coming Moten. off a Super Bowl championship. And then you also have you have Moten manning that right side. And to me, that is just Do you have a, one you, thing holding you back from a playoff offense playoff team a quarterback and a quarterback a mm-hmm. coach and a quarterback well maybe two things <laughs> we'll see on that uh and we were having the discussion with well let's take a break we'll come back you know what all right i want to ask you your outlook on if darnold's the quarterback what did they do in 2022 and then if they go a different direction tonight and try to bring in somebody what does it look like and uh we'll look at more NFL Draft, night two coming up. All the quarterbacks out there, other than Kenny Pickett, all the running backs still available. And uh, still some big names on the board. We'll talk about it when we return after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media from uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 55,000 followers today. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a free beer Friday. We got some Bush Latte to give away in hour three of our show we've got night two of the nfl draft coming up watching cbs sports hq they are now doing some running back comparisons because we're going to see some of these guys go off the board because it is not sexy to draft a running back in round one in fact none were taken in last night's draft panthers have mccaffrey panthers drafted uh oklahoma state guy last year what's his name Running back. What, what, oh, uh, Chuba Hubbard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hubbard. What? Boy, not a fan of him. No. Uh, really? No. I thought he did pretty good. I was going to be, ex- I, was, I got too excited about him and his name too quick. Yeah. When you got a guy with a cool name, you really expect him to be yeah. real and good. Yeah. Uh, what do you like about him with this new offensive line, though? The chances of his success? I like this Foreman guy. That's what I like. Yeah. The guy I don't from know, Tennessee. man. Just, oh, Deontay oh, Foreman? Yeah. Yeah. He was okay. He just uh, fumbled ball a little bit too much. He always looked like he was about to fumble. So, I mean, he just was not. I'm not ready to just say all of a sudden this guy's going to be good. Yeah. I drafted him late in our fantasy. I'm always trying to find these guys in our fantasy football league. Well, he played I got a lot, didn't he? he? Did. And he got did. a lot of touches. Yeah. Well, of course. McCaffrey was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, running back, not on the uh, agenda, but potentially trading back into round two. 
Or yeah, three. man, and you have to do it early. You go for Malik Willis uh, is the one that I want to like just go aggressively after. But then there's Desmond Ritter. Some people like yeah, that. But, so what if they did it and got Sam Howell? Like that, you don't want them to just get a quarterback for the sake of getting one. Right. You want like Willis or Bus kind of thing. That's how I'm sitting personally. Yeah. I do think Howell could potentially find some success in the NFL. He's got. But he's got a lot of Baker Mayfield vibes. I think it's just because he looks like him. Yeah. Like, he literally looks like him. So, um, But, no, I mean, he, I think, led college football last year with a deep ball or something like that. I mean, he's he's not bad. I also don't trust Carolina players at all. Hmm. Like, they've... When was the last one that's been really good? Julius Peppers. No, now, that's somebody. a long time ago. Oh, Akeem Nicks, Trey Boston. Would you consider Akeem Nicks, Trey Boston, good? Oh man, that's wasn't a, there the Robert? I would say uh, ECU's had more successful pro football players than uh, Carolina at this point. Robert Quinn, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Remember Quentin Copels? Yep, he just he didn't do anything. Jets high pick. Yeah, we do. I, I look. I did this on your uh, your show and on my show. Oh, Javante, Javante Williams running back yeah for the um we like take the past and unfairly use it put it on a current guy i know it's like taking a usc receiver yeah i mean i did it last night with uh with dotson kind of yeah. jokingly just the fact that his name is Jahan dotson and we just drafted josh dotson yeah and it didn't work out but i don't know that's why we're fans man yeah like i mean of course this is how we think like anytime we i mean the whole joke about uh picket wearing gloves everybody is always saying well teddy bridgewater wore gloves and Derek carr wore gloves or whichever car david david somehow you always mix it up I'll, every time yeah <laughs> it's a great bit you got going <laughs> you know the right name you just do it on purpose <laughs> uh tony dunn joining us uh tony i love your your optimism and Chandler before you got here was uh, reeling off the names on the O line. Although Chandler, you made a comment and you backed off of it after I challenged you on it that with Sam Darnold, the Panthers will win two games next year. Ooh, I was like, wait a minute, nah, man. they win nine. Wait a minute, I'm telling both of y'all to wait a minute. Let's go somewhere in between. I'm gonna go seven. I think <laughs> I think we'll go two more wins than the five wins we've had in the first two years of the Matt Rule era. Well, Tony, what's gotten into you with all this optimism all of a sudden? Well, the offensive line has been so was so horrendous last year, uh, and it's just been bad since 2015. Honestly, it's like, been bad since you've joined me on the show. Pretty much, we had one year in 2015 where it was above average, and that that we had uh, Orr. What was his name? Michael Orr. Michael Orr, um, and then Mike Remmers, who got they now they got abused in the Super Bowl, but they were pretty good all year long. Byron Bell. I'm just kidding. No. I just tried. Uh, to Trey Turner was good at that point. Ryan Khalil was there, but but since then, the offensive line has just not only been bad, but every tr- attempt to make it better has failed miserably. And how many? How many? How genuine were the attempts? Was it like putting duct tape on it, or did they actually go out draft guys? Bring like was a the lot effort? of it's been through free agency and the trade market yeah you look man. at john miller who just last year where we added on was not well we did um i mean it depends on what you think of drafting greg little in the second round we traded up to get greg little Dennis, Dennis daily you know you thought man okay a little bit of effort but it's a little too little too late i don't know clip i want to say that it's 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by puppy talk. <laughs> There's a dog in the studio? There's a dog in the studio. Uh, no, um, Matt Khalil. Like, it depends on if you think that is an overreaction, which I felt it was. It was like, oh, God, we don't know what to do, so we just got to go and get whoever is available. And so I don't think it's been particularly genuine. I think it's been trying to throw some things at it, but they haven't yeah, just- allocated all the resources. But this year... It really looks like that, that finally we didn't get retreads. We didn't get guys that are coming off an injury. Russell Okung? Yeah. Well, yeah, Russell Okung would have been great if we would have gotten him the first time instead of Matt Khalil. We who just was the always... guy you hated last year from the Chiefs? Um, oh, who did I hate from the Chiefs? Oh, my gosh. Um, that, that uh, was, it, 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 he was on the Panthers? Yes. Mm. Oh, stay, yeah, stay yeah, hurt. it's uh, Cam Irvin. Cam Irving, yeah. yeah. So you you got three new names on the line this year, right, yeah. that you were talking about? Well, we have Austin Corbett that we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. You got Bozeman, who's been the, the anchor of that Ravens offensive line for the past uh, couple of years. And they're still in their prime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're trying to prove, make some money, too, these guys. So I think that we finally got guys that are coming in. The problem is we've always added dudes to this line that were – marginally good or and we were like oh maybe they'll be better and finally we're not getting that uh it's kind of like a quarterback it's kind of like sam darnold's story is like oh well they were in bad circumstances so you put them in better circumstances they'd be better finally we get a guy that has been pretty good and been how about we get a guy in a good circumstance that was good yeah and then bring him in and to make us better so we finally did that but i am pushing i think the panthers are set to win uh, kind of a, a go on a nine game run, man. I think that that is like that's what I'm setting the bar at. Is under nine games is a failure of a season. Well, we okay, and this no is, matter who the quarterback is, the law the, the off season's very long, and we talk every week, so there's going to be ebbs and flows. But uh, I remember one conversation we had already this off season about if the Panthers win nine games, that's the worst case scenario for you rule haters, yeah, because that's like on the bubble of. Should we bring him back? Well, that's what's going to happen. Tony, just a few weeks ago, you said that you did not want a twelve and what, twelve and five Tony season. Said a lot of things. I have said a lot of things. <laughs> and now you're like, it's going to be a nine win season. I'm saying it is going to be a nine win. I'm with you, man. I'm like that. I'm not saying I'm going to be happy that Matt Rule is going to be deciding our future necessarily, but maybe they're finally getting some wisdom up in the room. It does feel like. Um, Scott Fitter is driving the car a little bit more this year than he has in the past. But that, and, and again, do we have an official answer on this? Because I remember Chandler saying something to the effect of, if that's what Matt Rule wants. And I said, well, wait, Matt Rule, the head coach, is making these decisions? So, like, who is the guy with the finger on the button? Who has the button? Do Maybe, you not know? We don't know. Yeah. We don't, it does feel like it's shifted a little bit towards Fitter or implementing his but, a plan but we do know that rule has had a lot of influence and has been heavily in the situations yeah. in the past i guess that was part and, of his thing when he came in like tepper said you're our guy yeah. we're gonna let you call the shots and and i think tepper's had his hand in it a little bit too you know i mean he was the first guy that talked to our draft pick last night is that normal i felt like that's only what dallas does that is a very jerry move yeah a very Snyder move. Yeah. You're There's saying. only like two or three owners I could think off the top of my head that do that that they make it about them. Man. 
And not, David Jerry, Tepper was the first one to talk to him. I know we're not supposed to mention this name anymore, but Jerry Richardson always talked last. I do remember that. Really? Yeah. Before they hung up the phone, he was the last one. They had one. to wake him up. The yeah. big cat. So. Uh, lot of, a lot of Snyderisms with this uh, Tepper guy. Yeah, well, he Rock, had we the, promised Rock Hill Jerry Jones, but we gave him uh, Dan <laughs> Snyder. Man, he had the worst press conference. That was a disaster. Oh, was that earlier this week? Oh, Wednesday. Yeah. It was sweating bullets whenever asked about the media. What yes. happened is the Charlotte media, who's always particular, was especially like cordial and nice. You think they were like <laughs> they saw. came in? They came after him, and I was. I think that the media room which is usually full of sports guys, somehow they gave out a bunch of passes to, like, general press. Yeah. And so it was like, hi, this is Sandy whatever from Rock Hill. What do you think? What do you want to say to the fans of Rock Hill? He's like, oh, oh yeah. God. I mean, yeah. it was just – and then they were asking about the football – the football team. He's like, I don't want to talk about the soccer team. I'm only here to talk football. I was just waiting for somebody to go – well, if I say football, can we talk about it then? <laughs> I saw uh, Josh Graham put out, and he's the worst Twitter ever, but put out some quotes or like, I think he was paraphrasing a bit, but it was like, I saw that question about the soccer team, and he said, I don't, I'm here to talk about football. And then it was like a football related question. He was like, well, I'm not going to address that. So like everything you asked, he was like, well, I'm not talking about that today. I know. it was, uh, But it was the media. They really got on his nerves. And this is the thing is I've realized that when people of power and money, um, they're not used to people screwing with them. Well, everybody around them are like, yes, man. Yeah. So. And like he was just like immediately on the third question, just irritated. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, here comes the angry billionaire. This is why I don't deal with peasants anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they ask too many dumb questions. And I got a problem with the bad. Uh, my problem with David Tepper at this point is he's worth $16 billion now is what they've evaluated him at, which is double almost what he was just five years ago. It was $10 billion before. Almost, you know. And uh, this guy wears an $8 Kmart shirt, man. Like, come on. Yeah, he does that to try to be like, hey, I'm one of you guys. I'm, I'm a regular Joe. All I know is this, is we got a billionaire owner and a coach who's worth $64 million, and these guys dress like they like got me. Cook, got the slobs. Uh, and I did mention this to you, Tony. We have talked about Matt Rule's frumpy look. Yeah. And if your owner was a typical old white man like all the other owners, he looks like a supervillain. The glasses, the shaved head. Yeah. He looked like he Lex Luthor, Le- right? Lex Luthor. Somebody was comparing. There's a cartoon character that has the big mighty, something mighty. God, what is this? I'm going to have to look it up. But yeah, he looks like also. Megamind? Yes, Megamind. Yeah, That's yeah. what he said. It was Megamind. He also, have you seen Daredevil? I have not watched that. Oh, he looks like the bad guy from Daredevil. He show. looks evil. Like that is not a good. He's got to have somebody on his team that says we need to soften your look a little bit. I don't know what you yeah, do. Yeah, it looks like you have an evil layer somewhere. Yeah, and you've got the money to do that. So you, <laughs> he does. Speaking, it's deep underneath Bank of America Stadium. Speaking of looks, I know we have uh, trashed Matt Rule in the past for the way he looks, especially <laughs> the time that all the coaches in the NFL, you know, look oh, nice. The and photo op, yeah. yeah. But I do have to give it to old Matty. Last night he looked sharp. He wore the. He had. His, he actually. I think he had. I think he jacket. took a shower. Yeah. His hair was combed. He did look good. Uh, and had a suit on. 
So. You know, I was thinking of the evil layer thing clip. Do you remember that one? It was a playoff game for the Cowboys. Maybe it was playoffs, and they showed Jerry Jones like in the in his box, and then they flip to the field, and then they flip back, and he's on the field. They teleported, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy cow! This guy has a secret slide somewhere." Yeah. That's uh. <laughs> I know no telling what goes on in that uh, tunnel from the booth to the field. <laughs> Terry, I you know what I like him. I ain't gonna lie, I like him. Cue it. Oh. <laughs> Charlie's holding a dog. No glory hole talk. No glory hole talk. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back. One more segment to go with Tony Dunn. Uh, it is day two of the NFL draft rounds two and three tonight, gentlemen. Was it a fast moving draft? I night? thought it moved. Like well. it was slow early on. And then it was like, boom, pick, trade, pick, boom, boom. Uh, there in the last, like, I'd say 12 picks of the first round, it seemed like whenever they would switch, all right, you're on the clock, boom, pick is in. But, like, I remember looking, and it, it was like the 17th or 18th pick, and it was like 930. Yeah. And then, like you said, after that, it was just kind of smooth sailing from there. We'll take a timeout, come back, when we go, yeah. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is Clip Rock. Sure, did you get a pop? My nephew got a pop, but he brought it in to show it to I me. I love pops. I this one, one is time. from a... This is a Spider-Man. 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 From the Japanese TV series. All right. So, this is a very unique one. I got three pops, and I cannot lie. I've got John Locke from Lost, Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, and... Uh, Clint Don, Brock Jr. Don Corleone. I have one. Vito Corleone. I have one pop. What's your pop? Spider Man. Nope. Oh. Well, what's that? Where 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 did I go? Wide Earp. Uh Winona Earp. Winona Earp. That's the one I've got. You got an Earp pop? I have an Earp pop. Those are uh I thought that was gonna be a new fascination for me, but I got out of it quickly, luckily. Because they look really cool. I just don't have like a cool display or anything. Yeah, but my I, nephew has a ton of them. Yeah. I could see how they'd be very addictive. Because it almost uh it almost got me. All right, uh, Tony Dunn, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Friday. Tony, uh, what is your your broadcast schedule for the C3 guys this weekend? What are y'all doing? Right now, they usually on Fridays, we have a 7 o'clock fan show, like Friday free-for-all. But since we don't have a second and third round pick, they moved it to Saturday. We're calling it Saturday sit-in. Right. <laughs> um, because we have three fourth round picks. So, so right now, yeah, so I guess that starts around five i think five or five o'clock on sun saturday um and then we'll be back on tuesday but right now man I, i'm really wondering if the panthers are going to slip right into like 
34, 35, 36, somewhere in there, and trying to get Malik Willis. And if so, then we're going to have to do some emergency emergency broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, break in and uh, and talk about it. So, uh, yeah, let's see if I can find the, uh, the TV schedule for the rest of this thing. Um, now Breaking you, news. Uh-oh. It's going to be about oh, Trevor bar. Bauer. Yeah, for the next four hours. Um, you used to, like, break down, know the prospects and everything. Did you guys talk last night about what you want? Let's say you don't get back in the second round. Right. Like, what are you looking at fourth round and beyond for this team? I asked the guys that because I absolutely don't know one name. <laughs> I, know. I don't know one. I mean, I actually, I know the Chad Muma. Muma? 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 And you don't even know his name. I, yeah. You know a name and you it's don't even know the name. Muma Muma. Oh, Tony's not good with names. Yeah, I'm sure. not good with names. But he, uh, <laughs> some linebacker. But uh, the I asked them, is has the way that we... Uh, our picks are selected or dispersed the first and then there's such a long wait to 137 or 136 has that changed the the way you've not only looked and prepared for the draft but your excitement about it and for me it just kind of piled only my attention to the first in the past i want to talk about the first round but then you could legitimately say all right well if we're in the second are there guys on the offensive line that are are there going to be depth pieces there are there linebacker pieces and for me it seems so far down the road that really the only thing we're talking about is what are some position groups Mm -hmm. that might have some depth at that and not even talk about people's names like if you're able to nail somebody and you get the 148th pick right so i joked about uh our our buddy cw and he is a guy last night he was literally 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 wearing a hoodie with the nfl shield on it nice in his man cave he's got some bug stuff but he also has a plaque a a post whatever you want to call it of the nfl shield he is mr protect the shield He's Mr. Football, Mr. Draft. He's crazy good at it. He does these prop sheets. I said, CW, if you really love the shield and the league and the draft as much as you say you do, we should do this for the sixth and seventh round. We should do prop sheets for that. If you really know your stuff, that's when you make your money. Of course, I was joking with him. And he was like, well, now that you bring it up. I would love to do that if y'all were in. (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. It is such a crapshoot at that point. And that you can go back and find diamonds in the rough from those rounds. Tom Brady, of course, comes to mind. But sure. that's it's so rare. That's why we know Tom Brady and those names that have done that. Because a lot of these guys don't even make it to June, July, August. Like, I don't know. They, you don't get much of a shot. So. You're always going to find them, but we just don't know about them until four years from now or yeah. two years from now. I mean, if you think about it, like tight ends, all the good, great tight ends came in the third round, Kittle and them. Oh, and speaking of your Josh DeHodson, whatever his name is, DeHodson, what's his name, Jacob DeHodson? Who's you're, the guy you're you just You're throwing the ha in the last name. It's in the first It's name. in the first one? Jahan it's ja- Dotson. It's Jahan Dotson. Okay, so the last <laughs> I kind of like John DeHotson. <laughs> yeah. John DeHotson. <laughs> I knew there was something different about it that had an H, but I was looking at, like I said, I was looking at his highlights because I knew I was going to come in here and talk, and I, I know who he reminds me of. Not only Curtis, he was, he's a blend. If Curtis Samuel and little Tyler Lockett had a baby. Well, that's why little the baby people Lockett. are excited about the pick. Because the comp is Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Who, K-State University, man, uh, he was, the real concern and fear for him just was as being too small and durability at that point. And he's 
just been uh, electric. He's been uh, man, and that's one of those diamond in the rough picks. Yeah, I mean, he was in the same realm. That, I think it was the same year of Jameson Crowder that we were like, kind of like those were guys like because well, Panthers, I remember we drafted Crowder right before Hardy got taken. Yeah, and uh, that might have been the locket year. Yeah, so there was all these kind of we were all circling looking for these type of receivers at the time. Um, but Tyler Lockett has been just sensational, and there's no one that tracks the deep ball better than him in the NFL. Well, now, uh, and that's a great – I saw Steve say uh, Malik Willis to the Seahawks because he doesn't have Russell Wilson anymore. He has Drew Locke currently. The Seahawks are definitely going to make some move at quarterback, yeah. and uh, they might be the team that does grab Malik Willis or Corral or, or one of those other QBs tonight. Uh, Tony Dunn here, Chandler Honeycutt. Chandler, what? Uh, all right, what is that position group? What do the Panthers need to sure up here this weekend? I guess it would be the linebacker position, wouldn't it? <laughs> Particularly since uh, Damian Wilson got arrested for fake killing a cat. Fake killing a cat? What I that told mean? you that. You didn't know that? I've told you that. So tell me again. Where he got arrested, where it goes to his, girlfriend, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend broke up with him. Uh, so he goes there and threatens her with a tire iron, supposedly. Hmm. Then takes her laptop, um, wraps it up in a blanket, and proceeds to go outside and smash it on the concrete, but tells her it's her cat. <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at this. Oh, no. It's don't awesome. laugh. Don't laugh at this. Hey, d- don't laugh at this now. I'm not but laughing all don't, I could, don't laugh. When I read it, I was like, first, when I was reading the story, I'm making these, I, remember, I read fast, and I'm like, I read, making judgments as I'm reading. <laughs> and I go, why is he going to wrap the... I was going to ask the same question. And then break it. I was like, is he worried about getting glass on the floor? He's not a litter bug. Right. And then he goes, but then he said it was her cat. And all I could think of was the funny man from Boondock Saints where he smashes the table and the gun accidentally goes off and it kills the cat. You don't remember that? All I can think about is like, I went to WWE where they would have like a... um, a fake baby and the guy punted it into the stands like it was a real baby don't laugh but yeah don't laugh at don't laugh wait but so that's what he did if it's, you want to mimic a cat i don't think a laptop is something you well, want to wrap up i think it was just fly. bad yeah but still is that I got he, your cat <laughs> hey, hey your cat boom 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 by boom. the way this guy sounds like a total piece of crap well he I don't was know a the, former dallas cowboy uh, explain yeah, explain so uh he was brought in to be, I think, a starting linebacker on this team, and now we're not going to have the cat killer. Well, yeah. Have you released him? No, they were like, they're like, we have to wait. Yeah, till this unfolds. So now I just got to find somebody in the league on offense that either really likes cats or has some sort of feline resemblant name, hmm. and we got to be like, don't make us send Damian Wilson after you. He'll <laughs> <laughs> wrap you up. Uh, what a story that is. I did not hear that story. I, sw- I thought I told you, man. He fake killed a cat. I love it. I love it. I actually said, you know what? Now I like this guy. <laughs> I mean, what a what an oddball there. Okay, so linebacker. Chairman. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, that's we've been through the ringer with linebackers, you know, with obviously a guy that hasn't even played a snap, a guy you just told the story about. What about a story? Damian Wilson. I know. Uh, you do have Frankie Luva, who we really like, especially as a special teams player. I think that's somebody yeah. that can come in and, and, and play a part in, in that starting 11 on defense. Um, you think about a Denzel Perryman who came in and barely played for the Panthers, ended up going and making a Pro Bowl 
for the Raiders last year. I think we have linebacker bad luck now. Our linebacker luck ran out. We had linebacker luck for over 15 years. Count going back to Dan Morgan. Do you count Beeson? Will Weatherspoon to Thomas Davis and Beeson and then to now it's Keekley with the Keekley. early retirement. Yep. Dude. So your guy uh, Shaq Thompson ruined it for everybody. He was the last bit of luck. Oh, you're calling him on the. He good was side. like, a, yeah, it was like, a, you know, you got the scratch off ticket and you just got your money back. You got the dollar or yeah. the five spot. Shaq Thompson could he be the longest tenured linebacker for the Panthers ever? Ever. No. It's got to be Thomas Davis. Well, you had Keekley, who was there for eight years. Thomas Davis was there from like 07 to. And, and talking, adding to the list, Thomas Davis, really. I mean, he, he was a big contributor, but you talk about the injuries he had three different ACL tears. He had more different legs than Shaq has had years at Carolina. Yeah, he's had more ACL resurgeries than Shaq's had numbers. And then Shaq's up to two. <laughs> All right, Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joining us. Uh, what do you call the guy you drafted? Uh, Icky. Icky? Yeah. Oh, and uh, I was trying to remember this on the show. What was the T-shirt <laughs> name that you helped me come the T-shirt idea that you said I had to come up with? Oh, oh it was the, what the lineman coach said. That's what it uh, was. Thank you. Yeah. What is gritty, uh, gritty, gritty mo- MFers? Yeah, yeah, mofos, whatever you want to say. And now th- think it's about this: icky too. and gritty. I mean, you talk about James Campen. Yeah, James Campen comes in in his first year, a veteran offensive line coach. Is basically just a bit. He's been around the league to just about years. every single team. Yeah, and he comes in with a pretty solid offensive line. That has to be uh, an upside there too. I've Fine. been watching old Seinfelds. Did you watch Seinfeld? Some. Remember the one where George is talking to the guys from Houston and they keep calling each other sons of bitches and, and cussing, <laughs> and then George is yelling at them, calling them SOBs as a joke. And anyway, I bet Campin called uh, Icky and was like, "Hey, remember you some be ready to come down, Carolina boy?" Uh, yeah, so. he's like, "Yes, sir, <laughs> dude. I'm already here. I'm from Carolina." All right, uh, Tony, good stuff, buddy. Uh, Enjoyed it. Check out the C3 podcast. Check them out Saturday during the draft. The draft, Tony, starts at noon on Saturday, uh, rounds four through seven. So it'll go pretty long, but uh, folks can check out the C3 coverage this weekend. Uh, And if you're a Jaquan McMillan fan, you want to see some cornerbacks start to go off the board. There was, of course, Sauce and the number three pick last night. Any other corners that you guys remember? Um, We need to see some of those guys flying off. So hopefully Jaquan can get picked. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Morgan Aylers joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. 
Tiebreakers in Greenville on Bells Fork and, or at Bells Fork, I should say, and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Hour three, it is Bush Latte Hour, so you can be a winner coming up later on in today's program. We'll open up the Pirate Radio Live line, give away a 15-pack of the 16-ounce aluminum bottles of Bush Latte, also a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. We'll do that later on in hour number three. In fact, uh, how about we do it at the end of this segment? So stay tuned after our conversation with Morgan Aylers, who is set to join us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, day two of the NFL NFL Draft, day one of East Carolina's series with Cincinnati, which gets underway at 6.30. C.J. Schaefer on the way out to Clark LeClaire. Chandler Honeycutt taking over video production duty. Shirley Rhodes is here, and Morgan Aylers is on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, how you doing today, sir? I am doing great, Clipster. How about yourself? Doing good. Uh, Morgan, you might have a future in NFL scouting uh, or, or general ma- uh, management work because you said last week I, I gave you the list of QBs and you said your guy would be Kenny Pickett. I guess uh, the NFL teams agreed with you. He was the only quarterback taken in round one last night. We we knew that we didn't know much about this draft and where would Malik Willis go? How about Ritter? Could he sneak into the first round? Matt Corral, uh, you, you like Pickett the most. He was the only QB taken last night by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So you'll see a lot of quarterbacks come off the board tonight, I would imagine. But, um, I don't know. Was that surprising to you at all, Morgan, that that was the only QB called last night? Not really. Uh, there was a lot of questions going in. I heard you talking about it earlier regarding the, uh, maybe a good backup draft right. for quarterbacks. Uh, and I think that might be the case. Not, not that some will develop into starters in the league, but I don't think there's that one surefire guy that everybody's got to have. And As you know, the last, what, five or six drafts when quarterbacks have been picked really high, with the exception maybe of uh, Trevor Lawrence down there, and yet the, the, the school still out on him. But uh, when the quarterbacks get picked pretty high, they sort of tumble by the wayside. You look at you know, Baker Mayfield, he's still trying to find a home. They're still trying to find a place for him. Uh, you know, there's just been guys that that's happened to. And I think most of your better quarterbacks sort of come out mid to late rounds. And it's kind of funny when it works out like that. I looked ahead at a 2023 mock draft just to get a taste of the quarterbacks. And the one I looked at had C.J. Stroud uh, from Ohio State going one, Bryce Young going two. and uh, and And that reminded me. Morgan, of something I saw last Friday when I was thinking about Holt Naylor's being draft eligible, and uh, I'm looking at it now. This is a tweet from the Manning Passing Academy. Uh, They sent out some invites to Sam Hartman. uh, Know that name well from QB1 on Netflix and, of course, at Wake Forest. Uh, Bryce Young uh, is on this list. Michael Pratt from Tulane. We've seen a lot of him. And Holt Naylor's on this list as well, Morgan. And that's really cool. Uh, the invite to the Manning Passing Academy. So uh, congratulations to, to Holton and the family on that. But when is uh, when is that, Morgan? Is that something this offseason? Uh, yes, the end of June, I believe, down in, I believe they have, have it at Nickel State down in Louisiana is where they usually have it. They had one year with COVID. They did not have the academy. And last year, I think it was uh, was not as big as it normally is. And I think they've invited 32, I think it's 32 college quarterbacks to come in and um, be sort of counselors for that. And then they also get to do some work with uh, some scouts and some you know higher-ups in the quarterback world. So it's about to be a lot of fun. He's looking forward to it, very excited about it, very honored, and 
very humbled for it. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, Manning Passing Academy and uh, that coming up later on this summer. Uh, day two of the draft, Morgan, and just to kind of tell you how things change, uh, this hasn't changed. You need a good O-line, a good D-line to win football games, and, and that kind of ruled round one. Brian North called it a meat-and-potatoes draft, and, and that's kind of how it is. No running backs taken, one quarterback taken, so uh, maybe we see some of those come off the board here tonight in rounds two and three. Yeah, it's, I think I was looking at the, the sort of the, the numbers maybe is a good way of putting it, but uh, I think last night you had – Nine offensive linemen taken in the hmm. first round. You had one quarterback, and you had nine trades. Yeah, and that that's kind of high when it comes to to looking at the draft and what what teams really want. I think they were taking maybe the best available player according to their needs is what you always want, but that doesn't necessarily always work out that way. I think for the Panthers, for instance, I think they got the guy they wanted. I really do with Aki coming out of NC State, the big left tackle. I think he's going to be a perfect fit for the Panthers. Um, you know, I was kind of excited to see Kenny Pickett stay in Pittsburgh. I thought that was a cool moment in the draft. Yeah, and uh, you know, some of the outfits I think more maybe took the day more than um, their draft location huh? <laughs> might be because there was some very interesting and glitzy tuxedos walking across that stage last night. I do like that Icky had the seven oh four, the Charlotte area code, uh, on a medallion on his. Uh, his chain so he was uh representing where he's from and also where he's going that was pretty cool yeah that was you know that's um uh, good for him i mean you know he's, he's worked hard and uh they've done a really good job with him developing him uh you know he's put in the hard work and now he's going to get you know probably playing the league barring any injuries for for many many years and he's the kind of guy if you watch his film i'm glad he's gone this year you know we play yeah. football because yeah you know, that's a, that's a big bye bye for uh, NC State to fill with the left tackle, but he was a you know he was a man among men a lot of times just manhandling people, and I think he's got a chance to do that in the league for a long time. A uh, guy trying to make it to the league, Morgan, uh, back to the league I should say, is Garrett McGinn, who uh, has played with the Panthers, uh, been with the Jaguars and others. He's in the USFL now and saw a cool picture kind of a bit of a sad picture because warren saba was out of uniform because of his injury he suffered week one of the usfl but saw a cool picture with garrett and uh warren on the field after a game last uh weekend a couple pirates there trying to make it and uh and that that was neat to see garrett mcginn's one of those guys uh that he's easy to root for morgan he is and he's played well i've I've watched two of the games that he's played in not the full game but watched him out there and he's He's done a really good job, but that's what he needs to do is get get more reps under his belt. And, you know, whether he's a starter in the league, who knows, but he's really, you know, looks like he's transformed his body a little bit. He's not as maybe as thick as he was, but he's a lot bigger and leaner maybe than he was when he played here. But he looked like he did a great job. I think the first touchdown they scored of the year, they went right over his side and he pushed the guy out of the way and they scored a touchdown. So uh, rooting for Garrett, maybe he'll get another shot, I'm sure. And, um, I think this USFL league, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I think it's a good proving ground for some players. I think there's guys that will play themselves out of a shot at the league. Right. But I think there's a lot of guys that are going to have a, a good shot at the league because, hey, we've played 10 games, here's my film on this. and you know Their name's going to maybe be front and center over an unproven rookie coming in. Yeah, and uh, hoping on Sunday and uh, into Monday we'll learn the fate of some former Pirates expecting – Jaquan McMillan, if not drafted, to be one of the first people called after the draft. 
uh, and hopefully he can pick a nice landing spot for him to become a rookie free agent. And, you know, Tyler Sneed just needs to get a foot in the door somewhere, Morgan. Hopefully uh, all the film, all the great play he's put on tape over all these years is enough to get him a, uh, a tryout, a workout, an invite to a rookie minicamp. And uh, maybe some other Pirates, too. Aaron Ramsour is a, a great athlete. Bruce Bivens, a really good football player. You, you, you might, might see some of these names uh, creep up on Sunday and Monday for teams. Yeah, I think they will. And it's funny, you know, talking to some friends that I know and some folks that I know in the league and how the free agent thing works over the last few years and trying to get a feel for that a little bit. And, you know, they're talking to teams. They've been talking to teams for weeks. We're like, okay, you're probably not going to get drafted, but we really like you. We want to bring you in. And that's when they're whoever they've signed with really has to do a good job of maybe putting the best two or three options in front of these guys, the Tylers and the Jaquans, and say, hey, this is where we need to go. This is our one, two, and three. Just like the teams are drafting who they, they're they ranking who they want to get. And uh, as a free agent or uh, you look at, okay, these are the top three teams we want. Let's see what we can do to get there because our opportunity is better. And that's that's one of the things that, that's kind of neat to watch. I mean, look at what uh, Blake Prohl did last year with the Vikings. He could have went to a number of different teams, yeah. but they looked at the Vikings and uh, talking with Ricky, his father, uh, shortly afterwards, and they said they felt this was the best opportunity for him to come in, get a spot on the team, and win. And he was doing great prior to the knee injury, and hopefully this year he'll be recovered. Uh, but, you know, with uh, Blake, golly gee, if he doesn't make it in the NFL, he can make it in Nashville or music <laughs> business. It's uh, some pipes, doesn't he? I was going to say, he's putting out the jams right now, Morgan, but we were we, his name came up the other day. He was doing so well in Minnesota. They kept him around, right, even after the injury. So is he going to get another crack with the Vikings uh, once he gets healthy? That's what I understand. Yeah. I, I believe he is. Uh, I know they're going to bring him to camp. And, you know, because you know, he was on the – I think he was – you know, if he didn't make it, he was definitely going to be on the practice squad. Yeah. And, um, you know, but he was – from the way he was looking and before he hurt his knee, he was playing lights out up there. And it's – we knew he had great hands, and he really came on his last year here, the second half of the season, and showed what he could do. And um, hopefully, it'll be a good move for 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 Blake and his family, and um, pulling for Jaquan and Tyler and the rest of the guys trying to make a team this year. And again, with with the USFL out there, and then you've got the XFL starting up next year. You've always got Canada. There's a lot of places to play football, and they all need players. So these guys are going to get a chance to play somewhere. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Morgan, college sports is completely off the rails and out of control. And uh, I joked that it was like free agency. Well, it's it's even bypassed that at this point. And we saw it just in these last couple of days with ECU basketball. Seven newcomers in on Thursday, one out on Friday. Marlon Leston, the latest uh, to enter the transfer portal. Marlon, we barely knew ye. One year here at East Carolina, and he is out as uh, Mike Schwartz continues to kind of tinker with his first roster he'll have here at East Carolina. And I tell you what, Morgan, he really hit the ground running. We'll see how these guys pan out, but uh, it's not for a lack of trying. He has brought in a lot of guys in a very short period of time here. We, you and I talked about this when they made the decision to let Coach Dewey go, uh, that there was going to be another uh, mass exodus. And, yeah. You know, bring in it. And, and, and people might not like to hear it, but this is just my opinion on it, and I'm hoping Coach Schwartz and his staff can really turn this thing around. And all things that I've heard from him have been nothing but you know, really positive, good reviews about his coaching ability, his recruiting ability, 
and uh, hopefully he and his staff can do that and get it done here because when when the basketball team is playing fun, and it happened last year, you know, quite a few games. When they're playing good, Minchie's Coliseum is a fun place to be. And you've seen it too, though. When they're not playing good, it's kind of bad. And uh, hopefully they can get it turned around. But until they do, East Carolina and a lot of these, the way the transfer portal is, uh, the East Carolinas of the world and the schools that are sort of in that middle echelon of college basketball programs are going to be stepping stones for players the way they because of the uh, the transfer portal. Yeah, and until we can turn it around, it's going to be one of those, uh, you know, a two year school where a guy's going to come in for two years and say, hey, if it's not happening here, I'm going to go somewhere else where I can make it happen. It's a bad thing to say, but the in- well, uh, Jaden Gardner, Tristan Newton. There's two examples from the last two to three years. Yeah, and it's 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 not fair to the young men coming in the program trying to, to establish themselves. I mean, I'm sure both of those guys you just mentioned, Tristan, Jaden, they would have loved to have stayed here. You know, yeah. and had we been you know in a position to win 18, 20 games, go to the tournament, go to a, you know a postseason viable postseason tournament, they'd still probably be playing here right now. Yeah, and um, you know, but things change, and I, I'm I'm really feel positive about Coach Schwartz and what he's doing over there. I haven't had a chance to meet him yet. I'm looking forward to and uh, sitting down, getting to know him a little bit. But um, you know, again, everything I've heard, great coach, great recruiter, great person, got a great staff underneath him right now, and these players that are bringing in on paper, they look pretty good. So it's going to be interesting to see how things turn out for the Pirates. <laughs> I tell you what, I, and you understand this, Morgan, you're kind of reluctant to get excited about anyone when it comes to ECU basketball, but this guy they got from uh, from L.A., this uh, averaged 33 points. He's on a AAU team, the Compton Magic, that has sent guys to the NBA. How the heck did we get him? Well, we got him because he's 5'8". He's undersized, probably overlooked. Uh, but I, I'm kind of excited to see that little guy in Minji's, and uh, uh, that, that's the guy I've kind of highlighted from this class so far. I want to see this little 5'8 point guard go to work in Minji's. Yeah, uh, East Carolina over the years has been the victim of 5'8 point guards. <laughs> yeah, think that's about, a good point. Think about some of the guys that have come in, like the, the um, I think his name was uh, last name was Clemens that played at uh, at Campbell. How about uh, Culpepper? What was he? Utah? Was he that little Culpepper guy that, that was like five yeah. six that dunked all over us? Yes, and you know you got things like that that have happened over the years, and maybe we finally got that that five eight point guard that that kills everybody else <laughs> and really helps propel us to the next level. Yeah, nice. Who knows? Who knows? Morgan, uh, good stuff, man. What you got going on this weekend? I am actually sitting up over here at the barn at St. Andrews for a wedding tonight. Head down to, to the Crystal Coast tomorrow for a wedding. Man. And then uh, we got uh, work week and two more weddings next week and two more weddings, three more weddings the following week. So, yeah, fun. Fun times for uh, hopefully you get some good food at those things. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm, but the thing is, I'm trying to diet, so it's killing Ah, oh, that stinks. Morgan, I uh, appreciate it, bud. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Cliff. You guys be uh, great, and uh, as always, thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. There is the voice of Dowdy Pickland Stadium and Menji's Coliseum. Morgan Ayler is joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes, it is time to give away some Bush Latte. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. I... 317-1250 is the number. Shirley, what caller are we looking for? Caller 12 must be 21 and over. You can hit the music again. Is the music on? 
Oh, I hit the. <laughs> I, you know what happened? I hit the. I hit the mouse when I was turning crazy. the mic on. That was, a, that was crazy. A complete cut to music there. I didn't mean to do that. But. Fifteen pack of Bush Latte aluminum bottles, large two topping pizza at Domino's. If you're caller twelve, you win it. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Josh Thomas, who is our big winner in our Free Beer Friday. He walks away with a 15-pack of the limited edition Bush Latte alumni, uh, excuse me, alumni, aluminum bottles and a large two-topping pizza at Domino's. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now, let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, NFL draft going on. Here's a... uh somewhat eastern north carolina connection nfl player update okay wonder what todd Gurley is up to uh, you know what i would know i would like to know is I, what i was trying to say as far as nfl teams i have no idea but i can tell you that earlier today he tweeted i want a pet raccoon so bad which sounds crazy right well i guess if you've got the money that Todd Gurley has, I guess a raccoon is maybe not too much of a stretch. Well, okay. That sounds, uh, it's crazy. But what's crazy is the replies and people, this guy says, my parents in Virginia had a whole family of them. They would come through the cat door at night and eat. They put a bowl out for uh, a bowl of water out for them and everything. So they just let them in the house whenever. Apparently people do have raccoons as pets this guy said all my life i tried to lure lure one into our house when i was a kid with a turkey but it didn't work all right um this uh preston says i had two when i was a kid is this a thing i guess i'm the weird one i didn't know this was the thing i mean you know growing up i always thought stay away from raccoons they have rabies right yeah I mean, that was that was kind of, but apparently... Oh, I like this one, too. It said, uh, they get really mean after a year and a half. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're only supposed to have them for like a year yeah. and then like what? set them free? Set them free, find a new owner. I don't know. I did not know pet raccoons were a thing. Well, so. then again, I mean, I, there have been all sorts of animals that are kept as pets that you wouldn't normally think right someone like would keep. snakes shouldn't be a pet but they are to some people i still don't understand that one i don't like animals that don't have legs anyway but is this still a thing surely it probably is i just remember as a kid i was fascinated when like one or two people in elementary school would say they had a ferret are ferrets still a thing yeah some people still have them yes what a strange creature that is and apparently they smell really bad they look like, really weird i don't know they, they some people find them cuddly 
Yeah. But from what I understand, ferrets smell real bad. I think this will be a good question for our uh, non-baseball questions for our players next week. Like, if you could have a non-domesticated you know, pet. Not a cat, not a dog, not a fish. An exotic pet. Not even an a exotic, rabbit. An exotic yeah. animal. Not even a snake. We're going to go beyond that. Like, something people don't normally have, what would you choose to be your pet? So, uh... I think we'll put that on the list. I mean, for don't Monday. call me Carol Baskins, but I'd love to have a Bengal tiger. <laughs> are you a, a white one? Though. Are you a crazy tiger lady? Uh, no, <laughs> but I, I just, I, I just, I like those big cats. They're beautiful. I think they are just very majestic animals. The, if when, when they turn on you, you don't yeah, have a chance. Well, if they turn on me, I'm lunch. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, yep. nothing I can do about it. All right, we'll uh, table this conversation and uh, bring it back on Monday. Oh, before we uh, go any further, I do have a quick uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update brought to you by the Buccaneer Music Hall. The Buck. The Buck. Wait, did I say that right? Well, no. brought to you by the Buck. Yeah. yeah, you the said buck. everything correctly. Just, I just not the Buck set up. Yeah, that's what I was trying to set up, yeah. and I think I, I was I like, I don't think I said it right. I know what you were talking about. Next time yeah. she finishes it with Buccaneer Music Hall, you have to say Buccaneer Music Duh, Hall. Buccaneer, <laughs> Duh, Buccaneer Music Hall. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, ECU is taking on Wichita State right now at Max R. Joyner Family Stadium. Unfortunately, Wichita State has already hit two home runs in this game. They now lead the Pirates 6 nothing. They're only in the second inning. Mm, it's a shock. Oh, I take that back. Make that 7 nothing. A shock to the system. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I know. That wasn't good either. I'm ready to go. Uh, we got to talk to Granny. Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show will join us coming up later on in the program. But right now, earlier today, Ellerby was able to hook up with Caddius. He's on the all-name team. And talk about a big hiring event coming here uh, next week to Greenville. And uh, here's that conversation. All right, let's go out to the Pirate Radio live line and uh, talk to our friend with Victra, Caddius. Uh, Caddius, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit uh, before we get too much into this big event you guys are having here in Greenville on uh, next week. What? Uh, give us a little background about uh, people hearing about Victra for the first time. Tell us about your company. Yeah, most definitely. Well, first, Victra is an authorized retailer for a large telecom company. Uh, we've been around for about 25 years now. We currently have over 1,600 locations that, uh, that employ about 6,600 um, employees at the moment. Uh, with that being said, we are vastly growing, and we're looking to hire um, a lot of people this upcoming or next week uh, at the Greenville Convention Center. Yeah. Now, uh, tell us about, uh, you're looking to hire over 200 people, is from what I understand, and a big event going on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, tell us what kind of people you're looking for and uh, how people can get involved in uh, coming out and meeting you and your team. Uh, yes, sir. So we will be at the convention uh, center this May 3rd and May 4th from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. We're looking for energetic people. I like to tell my team a lot. Uh, that we're looking for people that don't have things to do but with bills to pay. So if you're looking to uh, grow your paycheck, but most importantly grow your career, this is the organization to do that with. And uh, what kind of roles uh, are you looking for? Uh, representatives, leadership positions? 
Uh, yes, sir. We're looking for sales reps, customer service reps, uh, supervisors, managers, any experience that, I, that, that uh, our tenants will have. We're definitely looking to make sure we put them in the right role, but up from reps all the way up to uh, leadership positions. And uh, what kind of experience do you need to come out and apply for any of these jobs? Honestly, we would like it if you would have sales and or customer service experience, but we have hired a lot of people that have either one of those things, and they have done very well in our organizations. We do have an extensive training program that we put everyone through. That's multiple weeks of training. So if you don't have any experience, we're totally okay with that. We can get you where you need to go if you give us the time to do so. We're talking to Caddius Quarter on the Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, Victor, they're having a big hiring event at the Greenville Convention Center coming up on May 3rd and 4th. You can be a part of it. Uh, basically, all you got to do is show up, have some energy, and uh, bring your resume. Is that correct? That is correct. We are looking to hire people right on the spot. Uh, come in with the resume. If you don't have the resume, just be prepared to speak to your past, your experience, and most importantly, what you're looking to get out of our organization, as we'll make sure that we're uh, provide you with any type of career opportunities you want. Uh, the beautiful thing about working for us, to be completely honest, is we have a lot of great benefits that we offer every employee that works with us. Uh, we offer health, dental, uh, health and dental benefits. We actually have a very nice uh, referral bonus program uh, for each new hire that goes all the way up to $1,500. So, uh, yes, yeah, a great opportunity, a great organization to work for. The Greenville Convention Center right in the center of town on Greenville Boulevard. Uh, walk us through the process if uh, people are hearing this and they're thinking about uh, coming out Tuesday or Wednesday. What are the hours of operation and uh, what, what do they exactly need to do when they get to the convention center? Oh, uh, yes, sir. So we will actually have people in the front of the building and in the center that will direct people where to go. Anytime between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., we'll be interviewing people. We will, uh, we're looking again to hire over 200 people, so we'll have a lot of resources there to make sure that we can get people in and out in a timely fashion. Uh, but yeah, it's really simple. Walk in, be inspired, and we'll definitely make sure that uh, we can have a position available for you within our organization. People always want to be their best, but uh, they need to dress their best. What's uh, What kind of recommendations do you have for people dressing to come for an interview on this uh, big day, Tuesday and Wednesday? Yes, sir. Great question. Well, I'm a firm believer in myself. I'm dressed for the job you want, not for the job you got. So we definitely would like people to uh, dress up. But if not, just come business casual, uh, dress to impress, blue jeans. I mean, Victor, we like to pride ourselves on being a cool workplace for cool people. So jeans and a regular T-shirt would do just fine for us. But if you choose to dress up in a suit and coat like myself, we definitely won't turn you away either. So dress to impress and be prepared to work for a cool company with cool people. Now, uh, Caddius, all these jobs, will they be right here in eastern North Carolina? Yes, sir, most definitely. So we actually are located on Thomas Langston Road. We actually have a Victor Contact Center. So uh, with these positions, and we're mainly looking for rep positions, you'll be taking phone calls, servicing customers, and selling to uh, Verizon accounts as well. So, uh, yeah, it is a work uh, from a office building type of job. Well, I know you guys are going to be busy Tuesday and Wednesday. If uh, people have any questions before, now, and then, uh, is there a good website where people can learn more about uh, the company or uh, any more details? Yes, sir. Great question. So we have a lot of different resources for people to get additional information. Uh, we are uh, very big on LinkedIn at Victra. Um, also, our website is Victra.com. And then also we're on Facebook and we're on 
other things is I think the, the new generation is using TikTok. So we actually have a TikTok as well that has uh, additional information as well. So uh, we have LinkedIn, Facebook, and TikTok, and, um, of course, the old school victor.com website as well. Caddius, y'all sound like a very cool and hip company that's up with the times. Uh, a lot of people are going to be coming, giving their sales pitch to you Tuesday and Wednesday at the Greenville Convention Center. Once again, just give us uh, your sales pitch on uh, why Victra is the place for people to come work. Uh, most definitely. I think about myself. I've been with this organization for three years, and I averaged a promotion every five or six months. Now, uh, that doesn't mean the next person to get hired will be on the same journey that I am, that I was on, but I can tell you that if you have ambitions, if you uh, are career-minded, the opportunities with Victra is endless. And if you're looking to move up within an organization that really strives on creating a culture that high performers want to be a part of, this is the organization to do that. Ever since joining here, uh, it's been the best place I've ever worked. And I hear that same story day in and day out from the leadership team, from the reps, from anybody that uh, that is employed with us. So if that sounds like you, come out, give us a chance. We'll, give, we'll take a chance on you, and I promise you will not be disappointed. Sounds like a tremendous opportunity. Once again, going on Tuesday, May 3rd, Wednesday, May 4th, Greenville Convention Center. Uh, Caddius, thanks for your time today. Good luck next week. I know you're going to get a ton of people out there and uh, employ some uh, new people and uh, get things booming here in eastern North Carolina. Yes, sir. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak to me. And, yeah, come on out. We'll make sure we get you interviewed and put in the right place. All right, big event going on next week at the Greenwood Convention Center. Ella will be there with Caddius. So uh, go get you a jobby job. We'll take a time out, come back, and talk to Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show. Harold's not playing, so I'm out. But what do I need to know? What's going on this weekend? What's coming up on the PGA Tour schedule? We'll talk about that. And Greeny, based in Charlotte, will give his thoughts on what the Panthers did last night as well. We'll talk uh, to Mark Greenheld when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report. It was a rough day. The Dow slipped at 939 points and closed out the week at 32,977. The NASDAQ was also down 536 points at 12,334. S&P was down 155 points and finished out the week at 4,131. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. It's the Green Bay Packers. It's not the Green Bay Rogerses. So... Is it overblown that they don't give Aaron Rodgers weapons in the NFL draft? Perhaps. But this stat is pretty incredible. The Packers 
have the longest active streak without taking a running back, receiver, or tight end in the first round. 20 seasons. So it is a real thing that they do not draft weapons for their quarterback in the first round going on 20 seasons now. And you thought with Devontae Adams uh, gone and all the uh, receivers in this year's draft, maybe they're just waiting to grab one later. I don't know. But just found that uh, stat to consider for you folks out there. Stat to consider. Thank you, Shirley. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. We'll talk some Panthers. We'll talk some golf with Greeny, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show. He joins us here on PRL. Greeny, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Cliff. How are you doing today? Do- doing great. Coming off uh, the NFL draft. Let's start with football, and uh, we'll work into some golf talk. But, Greeny, what is the chatter today in Charlotte, and, and what did you personally think about what the Panthers did last night, uh, taking a lineman at six, a lineman that they might have thought uh, had not been there uh, when the night started. Yeah, for once, I think uh, they actually had a player fall into their lap that they absolutely needed and could not pass up on. So uh, a lot of people had him, you know, like the second best player on the entire board. And he's definitely a great run blocker, maybe needs a little help in the blocking for the passing game. But if you want to help Christian McCaffrey out, if he gets healthy, and you want to keep Sam Darnold uh, on two feet instead of uh, on his butt on the ground in the backfield, then this was definitely the way to go. And uh, we'll see if they do some wheeling and dealing to maybe get a day two pick. But as of right now, no second or third round pick. So, uh, but definitely the direction they needed to go, man. If they had taken a quarterback, I would have been just at a loss. Well, keeping an eye on if they can get a day two pick or if they add a quarterback elsewhere, and then that being. Uh, a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Baker Mayfield. You, I mean, as we sit here now, Greeny, do you think Sam Darnold is the guy for 2022, or is there still moves to be made at that quarterback position? You know, it's funny. I mean, I, I like Sam Darnold as a quarterback. I don't think he's ever actually had an offensive line in front of him. I mean, the Jets had a terrible offensive line. The Panthers have had an offense, terrible offensive line. He's never had an opportunity, and we know it doesn't matter whether you're Sam Darnold or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, if you don't have time to throw the football and read the defense and decide where you're going to throw, I know it's only split seconds, but if you don't have that, you're not going to have any success in the NFL. It doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, I think he's probably just as good as a lot of these middle-of-the-road guys. And if you can keep him upright, give him a chance to complete some passes, and with this defense that they put together last year, and hopefully they can build on it this year, you've got a recipe to at least make the playoffs. I mean, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team uh, with, with Sam Darnold right now, but I think if you continue to build, you might have an opportunity to at least get in the playoffs and maybe win a game or two. Mark Green, Elge Croft Shop Radio Show, joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. And, Greeny, I think my streak might come to an end. Uh, for the last month plus, I have watched some golf during the weekend. And uh, HV3 not playing this weekend, uh, I'm a little out of it. So, uh, Mexico Open going on. Uh, what, what do you know about this one? Uh, what's, what are we following here with the Mexico Open? Yeah, this is a brand-new event on the PGA Tour, kind of a, a place that they've never been to before. Just a smattering of the top guys. I mean, John Rahm, uh, you know, sitting at uh, the first-round lead with a bunch of other guys. It's very interesting, though. Playing in Mexico, um, when you looked at it, when they teed off this morning, nine of the top ten players had all had teed off yesterday morning. They were all in the morning wave. 
And now you're seeing guys that were in the morning wave today that played in the afternoon yesterday are starting to move up the leaderboard. And the guys that were really good yesterday morning are going to struggle because the wind is dead calm in the morning there in Mexico. And then it starts whipping in the afternoon. So hmm. It gets kind of exciting. So this could be something as we watch leaders on Saturday and Sunday, if the wind continues to follow that pattern, it could be a fun Sunday afternoon watching the wind whip and see who can survive that. And again, this is the kind of tournament that you don't have a lot of the top players. So somebody can make a name for themselves. Somebody can earn their PGA Tour card for for a couple of years or guys have the opportunity to move up in the reshuffle. So this is an important week for not the stars. So, Greeny, looks like they go from Mexico to Maryland with the uh, Wells Fargo Championship and then uh, to Texas with the AT&T before the PGA Championship, which is coming up May 19th. So, you got uh, this tournament and then two more before the next major. And I think, I believe Harold's not going to play until the PGA Championship. Um, and I don't know how common is that? Do you do you take that much time off uh, b- before a major, Greeny, or is that something? Uh, is that something you see golfers do normally? You know, I, I think if I were a PGA Tour player, I don't think I would necessarily play the week before a major. I think I would take the opportunity to get out and kind of do some research. I mean, once again, Tiger Woods has broken the internet when he shows up for a round at Southern Hills yesterday. <laughs> Uh, out of nowhere or the other day. So, I mean, that's what you do when you want to lead up to major championships. You, if you can sneak out and go play the venue, uh, especially if it's a venue that you haven't played before, even if it's a venue that you have played before, and something like the Open Championship, like St. Andrews this year, I mean, I'm getting over there a couple weeks early. I'm going to get used to the time change. I'm going to get used to the weather. I'm going to go out. I don't necessarily need to even go play St. Andrews for two weeks, but I'm going to get over there and I'm going to play somewhere and I'm going to get used to battling the elements. And, um, you know, I, I think from that standpoint, you, you want to do as much as you can to prep. Some guys like to play their way into it. Others got, other guys like to practice their way into it. So, and again, I think with the Wells Fargo championship for Harold, not being a home event and, and being in Maryland because of the president's cup later in the year, I think that's probably partially the reason why we're not going to see him until the PGA championship. Mark Greenell's golf shop radio show joining us today. Greeny, uh, you mentioned the, the Mexico, a, a new event, and I'm looking at the schedule. You got the Wyndham coming up later on this year, which is uh, in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, we see the U.S. Open in North Carolina uh, every now and again. But but how about bringing uh, golf here to North Carolina? I mean, any any talk on uh, on North Carolina maybe expanding the PGA coming here for more events in the future, or is it uh, is it just the Wyndham and the occasional U.S. Open? Yeah, well, I think the, the Wells Fargo is going to stay here, except for when something big happens at Quail Hollow. Um, you've got the U.S. Women's Open over in Pinehurst, and you know, okay. Pinehurst is one is one of the anchor courses for both the the men's uh, U.S. Open, the women's U.S. Open, and for the senior U.S. Open. So you're going to get a lot of U.S. Open um, play, and you know, I mean, we've got stuff in the area. Um, we're gonna we have the BMW Charity Classic, which is on the Corn Ferry Tour coming up down in Greenville, South Carolina. And, you know, so I think it's just, a, it's one of those things where, you know, I think you're going to start seeing some more major champions maybe squeak in. I mean, we all know that we want another PGA championship at Quill Hollow. It, it represented so well back in 2017 with Justin Thomas winning. So, you know, I, I think, again, with the, with the anchor in Pinehurst, you're going to get a lot of opportunity to see the big players over, uh, you know, a couple hours from Charlotte. 
Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Greeny, uh, what you got on tap coming up on Saturday on the Golf Shop Radio Show? Well, we're going to walk right into it because, uh, as always, we'll talk with Bill Bender, find out what's going on in the, the rest of the world of sports. I mean, we got NBA playoffs, we got NHL playoffs getting ready to start, uh, we got MLB full swing. And then we're going to go down to uh, over to Pinehurst, I should say, and talk to uh, the president and CEO of the Home of American Golf, talk about those U.S. Open and the anchor in uh, Pinehurst area. Then we will go down to the BMW charity program and talk to Mike McGovern, the tournament director there. And then we'll go up to Maryland and talk to Gary Soba, the tournament director for the Wells Fargo Championship, and see how it's shaping up and their one-off up there. All right, busy show uh, coming up Saturday morning right here on Pirate Radio. It's the Golf Shop Radio Show. Greeny, thanks for joining us as always, man. Have a great weekend, great show tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Cliff. You have a great weekend, too. Thank you, Greeny. Mark Greenheld joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take our final time out, come back, get ready to wrap it up, and send you off into your weekend when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Well, hey, watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. All you got to do is uh, just go to YouTube, search for Pirate Radio TV, and subscribe today. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 p.m. And, of course, during football season, you can also watch the Bud Light pregame tailgate in the U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, getting ready to wrap it up. Head off to the weekend. Pirates and Bearcats going at it 6.30 tonight. 4 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Big baseball series as East Carolina tries to rack up some wins and uh, put themselves in a good spot in the American standings. Tied for first with a couple teams heading into this weekend. No midweek baseball for East Carolina next week, so they'll have the midweek off uh, before they head to memphis for uh three games next weekend so that's what's coming up with pirate baseball australia you want to do uh do we have one final check on softball or did you uh cut that off? Get, yeah because the last we're time getting I waxed it was like nine nothing okay so i'm pretty sure they're if they haven't gotten run ruled yet <laughs> they're on their way all right no winking today on you. the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck chan man we got how about three games last night i didn't follow them i was watching the draft but three teams trying to stave off elimination at home and all of them lost all the road teams won so three series ended last night maybe the most fun series uh has a game tonight and that would be memphis at minnesota nine o'clock grizzlies a slight favorite on the road that means no basketball tomorrow. So if you want playoff Darn. hoops, you'll have to wait till Sunday. Bucks Celtics game one on Sunday should be a good series. Um, we got Major League Baseball coming your way tonight. The Orioles 
are taking on Shirley's Red Sox. 705. You can hear that game oh, right yeah. here on Pirate Radio. So, 7 uh, o'clock, all weekend long. Check that out. All right, thanks for joining us today and this week. Have yourselves a great weekend. I'm ready to head home, follow the Pirates, follow the draft, watch Ozark, and uh, call it a night. That's my plans for this evening. Hope you all have a great Friday evening, great weekend, and we'll talk to you Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. See you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.